What is American cheese? Just fucking vegetable oil with yellow number five in it and some salt, probably. Because look at it. It's beautiful. It ta- It photographs well. I'm reading the Wikipedia article on American cheese right now. There's a picture of a cheeseburger, and it's like a square of American cheese is a component of the traditional cheeseburger, a popular food in North America. <laughs> That's great. Could you think of a more bland way to describe a food? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And we're live. Episode 96 of the IO Panel Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Evan. I'll be your host this week. With me as always, James, Mike. How you guys doing today? Hey, what's up? Doing good. I am well. I am well. See, I appreciate that response. I honestly appreciate both responses. But if you pass someone or if you ask someone like in a grocery store, we may have talked about this, and they ask you, how are you doing? Do you respond, I'm good, or I'm doing good, or I'm doing well? I respond, I'm doing well, because it makes me feel smarter. It makes you feel superior. Yes. Yes. In a very tiny way, yes. Yes. If you're doing a good deed at the time that you're responding, maybe that's a different story. Then it might be appropriate to say, I'm doing good. Like a do-gooder? Perhaps, yes. I see. What if you're doing harm? (laughs) (laughs) What would be the response to that? Bad? (laughs) Doing bad, man. I'm performing bad. Yes. I don't know. No, that's... eh. We'll have to work on that. Yeah. We'll have to think on that. Good. Well... As always, pleasure to have you guys here. Any uh, noteworthy activities last week? Did you go darting again? Are you on a uh, bye week? Yes. Yeah, no, we, we both did play the darts. Um, as everyone is probably not aware, I didn't know this until I started playing darts myself. When you just say, oh, you know, we played darts, that's like saying we played cards, you know? Like, cards is not a game. You I know? mean, 52 Pickup is a game. <laughs> but it's, it's not fun for anyone. <laughs> it's called 52 Pickup. So I just call let's play cards, you know? Okay, what do you want to play, right? So the games we play, there's the two main games. There's Cricket, and the other game is some form of 01. So usually that's either 501, 401, or 301. How odd. But there can be higher or lower versions of that game as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't know any of this either. I thought I was like, oh, get as close to the bullseye as you can and hope for the best, right? <laughs> Not the case. Not the case. There's actually some some strategy and actually a lot of skill involved. Very very high levels of sacrifice go into this game. Blood, sweat, and tears. You sacrifice your arm a little bit. 
James, you know what I'm talking so, about. So, have you won a match? Uh, yeah. I have won a match. No shit. But only with another partner. Okay. Like joining doubles. Yeah, you, you won the pro way. Hmm? You won two out of three, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so normally when you play a, a game against someone, whether it's, you know, single or doubles, so it's, you know, best out of three. Michael so, wouldn't down. That was a game of attrition right there, though. <laughs> that was Evan watching that. I watched that. I stayed. I was at the bar. Um, what time did what time did we leave the bar? Like twelve fifteen, twelve thirty. I don't maybe know. Maybe one o'clock. Maybe one a.m. Yeah, yeah, dude. That it was, was late a, as shit. That, that game just wouldn't stop going. <laughs> like it went on. I don't play O one for that sole reason. So the whole premise of O one is. You have to count down from like let's say you count down from a number like let's say let's start with three oh one. So three oh one, five oh one, seven oh one, uh a thousand and one, whatever. You have to count down from that O one number. With three oh one, you have to hit the small target of a double number. So you know, there's twenty double possibilities or twenty one double possibilities you can hit. You have to hit hit one of those 20 doubles, which is a very small, it's maybe 3% of the board is a double target. Um, and then like maybe 2% of the door, board is a triple target. Um, so you, have, you to have to double be exact. In. Yeah, you have to double. Well, no, you got to double in. Any double will get you, will get you started scoring. And then you got to double out. So let's say you count all the way down from 301 and you have two left. That means you got to get double one. Hmm. You got to be exact. Else. Nothing yeah. else. Anything else will bust. Means you start again. Next person goes. And so what happens is in these games with at our level when everyone sucks, you get to a point where you get down to like one point or 14 points or 10 points or something something that you can double out of and people start attempting to double out and they just bust 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 so it's like everyone throws one dart bust one dart bust one dart bust and it's like this train of people going around and it's like two teams trying to do that for like a half an hour or 45 minutes and and then no one's taking any ground and it is like just a tr- straight up painful to watch and when whoever someone won the middle game i mean that must have been michael or maybe they did you guys win the first game michael no, we lost horribly the first game. Okay, so they won the first. They won. So when Michael, I, I tell you, when Michael won the second game, everyone in the game, everyone playing was probably like, "Fuck," <laughs> because they all knew that means they had to do it again. Now we <laughs> you had know? to play the third game. You had to play the third game. If they had won the first and second games, there's no reason to play the third <laughs> game, right? right? So that's kind of what usually happens to me, to be honest. Yeah, and and with that kind of game at like midnight on a weekday, I don't mind just saying, "Fuck off, darts." I'll see you later. I'm going home. You know, like I can't do it, man. And and uh, just ridiculous, man. These guys watching these guys play was like watching a war, man. It was like a sad <laughs> war where nobody was winning. You know, war fought by orphans whose parents <laughs> died in the first war. You know, just not a good scene. The Great Orphan War of 2018? Yeah. <laughs> basically. Well, the congratulations. The Great Orphan War of 95-95. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it was crazy. Um, and then later, even though I lost the actual game, uh, during the, well, actually during that match that James was just talking about, I actually got, uh, so if you score over a hundred points in one turn, it's like, oh, that's a thing. Oh yeah, Michael got a 101, so he, what did you, a triple-double? Yeah, I think so. I think he had a triple and a double, yeah, which is like a very, you get a pin for that. I got one of those in my first game, and then you get a pin for that. Um, and then before we go in the on, second game, well, let me just say this. In my yeah, second yeah. game, or third game, or whatever it was, I did that again twice. <laughs> Still lost the fucking game. Did you take pictures of it? I did. You told Dave? I did. Good. Yeah, because you should get a pin for that. Um, what was that? Speaking of the Orphan War of 95 95, what was that thing from uh, it was like a chicken or a turkey or something? The cybernetic and, ghost of Christmas past from the future? Yeah, and was, <laughs> the smoke came in and it was like, in the future, past, past, oh. blah, blah, blah. What was that? Yeah, it's, I, it's like thousands of years ago in, in the year 95, 95. You're yeah, like, what? <laughs> I knew that's what you were talking about, yo. What a sweet reference. Great pull, Michael. I missed that bird. I need to find some videos of that for the, for the show notes. That's, that was Aqua Teen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the first or second season. Yes, during I the, totally I, forgot about I, that. I think a Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> That's, was it, was it Thanksgiving? That was no. Well, it's supposed to be like it's supposed to be the Christmas, like the Christmas ghost. He's like, Carl's like, you know, it's like February, right? <laughs> <laughs> Some shit like that, or April, or whatever. <laughs> That's also the one where they're where they're eating carpet, like literally. This barber. Yeah. That's the industry oh, term. That's like, right, <laughs> he's like, I do remember boiling and eating carpet. <laughs> His dad's like, eat that burba. <laughs> that's right, Carl's dad. He's like, silly daddy, you can't eat carpet. It's like, no, you got to boil it first. <laughs> so the glue gets all soft. It's like, oh. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Gross. So... Yeah, that's about all I had uh, going on. Oh, and Friday, no work. We had no work on Friday. The federal government was closed. What? And everyone's like, what's going on? I was like, high wind, bro. Ah, right. It was like 50 to 70 mile per hour, like gusts of wind or something. Mm -hmm. Dude, so many people were out of, were, you know, no power in this area. Um, Luckily, that didn't happen to me. At this new location where I'm at, the power seems to be quite reliable, knock on wood. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Um, and so a lot of people also just, you know, falling trees and that kind of shit, you know, everywhere. Yep. So I guess the government was like, nah, fuck this. A large chunk of the uh, tree in my dad's front yard cracked off. Oh, yeah? Yep. Did it hit, strike a car or a person? He sent me a picture and it is like laying on top of one of his cars, but the major portion of it seems to have been caught by the neighbor's tree. So I don't think it like, d- you know, destroyed his car or anything. I don't know the full extent of the damage. Hmm. Did you have work on uh, Friday, James? Are you talking to me? Your name is James, so yes. 
I'm sorry, I was watching the Aqua Teen Christmas special. <laughs> like, it's like, I gotta pull a lot of strings to get them to put an eight, eight-year-old. Put on your respirator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's such a good episode. All right, I'm sorry, what were you asking me? Did you have? Did you work on Friday? Yeah, I worked. Um, oh, okay. But we were, we were, I mean, we're, I, I work for, you know, we do government contracting, so. No, I know, yeah. It was transparent to us, although a lot of our staff ended up coming in, which I was like, what are all these people coming in here for? So I had no idea that they were, um, they were out, you know, until, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah, I woke up, I woke up that day and I was, I was feeling like crap, like since kind of like probably a couple of days before, like I have a, a little cold or something. And I was actually thinking about calling out that Friday, but I, I roll over, look at the phone. It's like federal government's close. So I was like, yes, the oh. Lord smiled upon you. That's right. I was like, thank the Lord. Passed out. I was like, all right. How did you find out about it? Do you have an alert on your phone as to whether the government's open on a daily basis? That's correct. Are, are you serious? <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, they have an app called OPM Alert. Oh boy. Okay. The Office of Personnel Management. So it alerts you if every day, if... every night, it says, "Hey, we're open. Hey, we're open." No. Yep. No. Yes, sir. Only you would torture yourself with. <laughs> well, so I didn't used to have the alerts enabled. And so I would just open the app and see what's the status, you know? Can't but, you set it to only alert you if it's closed? You know, I'll have to look and see. I'm not sure. I just turned alerts on and kind of, you know, that's it. I didn't, yeah. didn't that's explore. Good didn't explore. So it alert, usually alerts around midnight or 1 a.m. That's. Okay. On uh, is that Friday, why you stay though, awake so late? Like yeah, I gotta right. check my alert. On Friday at one a.m., it said, "Hey, we're open," and then like at six or seven a.m., it said, "Oh, we're closed." So, I guess it can change. That must suck for anyone who like takes the train in early. from New Jersey. Yeah, I wake of, up at five a.m. One of my coworkers, he was taking the bus in from Columbia or something. You know, they take, like, those, like, commuter buses. Mm-hmm. Like, they sent a message, like, oh, we're closed. And he's like, oh, damn. <laughs> it's like, could have stayed asleep, but I'm also glad that I'm awake and I have a full day of freedom ahead of me. Yeah, true. Pros and I cons. I didn't leave my house since Thursday night. Um, I finally left last night for a little bit, but... Yeah, I see left. how the world had changed in your absence. Yeah, exactly. I was like, "Ooh, it's kind of chilly out here." You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone's getting messages. Mrimportant dot com over here. Yep, hasn't learned how to silence his phone yet. Too good for that. Too important. Too many meetings going on. Hmm. So, uh, how about you, Evan? Anything? Another uh, supremely uneventful week. I ordered a bunch of mice from eBay. Okay. Um, of various shapes and qualities, ones that I do not have yet. Did you get any Chinese third-party knockoff? Um, there's potential for one of them to be that, but I won't know until I have it in hand. Mm. The right. price seemed a little too good for what it was, but you know maybe the seller just didn't realize. Who knows? I'll let you know in a week or so. Where is it coming from? 
Uh, it actually ships from the U.S. and it is used. So te- you know, it could be a- an actual price, but new it sells for about seventy-five dollars on Amazon. What are you talking about? A mouse. Nothing that you particularly probably care about. Oh, okay. And then what did uh, you get it for? I well, it was part of another an uh, order with other items, but I think it was like twenty-seven bucks or something. Wow. So we'll see. If it's authentic, I'm very pleased. Yeah. Other than that, um, this week begins the first week of a nine. Or sorry, the yeah, well, first week of a nine-week Quake Live tournament that I'm participating in. Which will be live streamed. So in case either of you cares to watch, I will try to provide links. If anyone in the audience... Huh? Let us know when you're playing. I will do that. Yes, send us your itinerary. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Will you be playing under the name IO Panel? Um, No, but I can put that as my tag. You don't need to do that. (laughs) I can spam... Every time I kill someone or die, I can spam a link to our website. (laughs) I like that. Ejected for uh, violating some kind of policy. Nah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Just go do you. Be the best uh, Alpha Trex or whatever your name is, is that you can be. I will be. Knackly Trex, a.k.a. Yes. Salty whatever. Yep. Is that what that is? Uh, mm-hmm. Huh. N-A-C-L. Table salt. It's clever. That is clever. Perhaps too clever? Yeah. But they can't boot me from the tournament for anything because I'm one of the moderators slash referees. Oh. It's going to be on Twitch? Yes. Nice. To a whole dozen viewers. Really? Uh, Yeah, probably. Maybe up to 40. I mean, very very low player count. This is a not a internationally recognized, internationally sanctioned. No, no, no. Uh, tournament? No. Will there be like announcers and stuff? Yeah. Oh, nice. Maybe the air is electric tonight, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Mike should should simulcast and and also do announcement. This guy takes this thing. Oh, he jumps using rockets. Well, physics. So where the fuck is he going? Yeah. (laughs) So look at this motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he said he can't run on walls and backfired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, someone not Evan just blew up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, this guy who this guy has been playing for eighteen years is definitely cheating. I could never hit that shot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, that's it. So that starts tomorrow. Uh, starts on Friday. Oh, okay. Yeah, you send Shroud an invite. I didn't. I should. I should donate like hundred bucks and. Paste it all over his screen so 40,000 people know about it. Yeah. <laughs> well worth it. It's, that's in the advertising budget. Yeah. I'll expand it. zero dollars. Yes. Thank you, James. Yeah. Congratulations. Should be a good time, and, and it's good to support the uh I don't know. I was going to say we could, alo- we could allocate some <laughs> IO panel funds, but uh, 
Oh, that might be a misuse of the... Jerseys for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, what's our team name? It's called the Skins. Take your shirt off. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Uh, I like the one, uh, the South Park episode where the, where uh, Cartman is like, we're the Riot Washington Redskins. Woo! Because, <laughs> you know, they lost their copyright or whatever. Oh. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched that show in a very long time. Yeah, I've only seen bits and pieces here and there, but I get the updates from uh, Mr. Rogers. So, mm-hmm. The first thing that went to my head was the old TV show I used to watch. I thought, hey, that's really weird. But then I thought about it. And now I understand. Mm. So, James, anything noteworthy in your life in the past week? No, nothing, man. Just darts, work. Uh, that's really it. Okay. Yeah, not a lot going on. Spicy pepper soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I got a. Uh, you know what? I want to talk about this in the show. Um, actually, but I got an instant pot. Did you? Yeah. So, nice. Yeah. You're gonna well, make we'll wine that. in it. <laughs> mold wine. Pressure yeah. cooker mold wine. That's mom's specialty. Even... Can't even think about what that's going to be like, um, dude. I was I've been seeing things all over Facebook about that. It's a thing. All right. Well, obviously you need to stop. You need to get off Facebook, Michael. I mean, if you ever want to ruin a nice wine by boiling it with cinnamon and star anise, then fucking go for it. No, this Jesus. is grape. Grape juice goes in, wine comes out. That's... I call bullshit. Yeah, I do too. All right, this I'll is hot it. grape juice. I'll the find pressure, it. I'll pressure find cooker it. does not fucking is not a time machine. <laughs> An instant pot, yeah, it is not. Inst- things don't instantly go in and come out wine. So you said instant pot, and for like half a second, I thought you meant neti pot. That's even worse. Clean out your sinuses with a and good it's, Merlot. It's disgusting. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, if we ever get a shirt made, that has to be on the shirt. Our first shirt has to be a neti pot of Merlot going into someone's nose. <laughs> <laughs> Another like a hot Merlot poured into your nose. Um, no, uh, Instant Pot, so I bought the Instant Pot, I thought, oh, this is gonna be great. I unboxed it, set it up, looked at it, and said, oh, well, I went to the grocery store this morning, I got up early this morning, I got up at, like, 8. I was like, alright, I'm gonna go to the grocery store, get a bunch of chores knocked out, which I did, it was pretty good. Um, I bought a bunch of stuff, so I'd have food for the next two weeks till paycheck, next paycheck, and I was like, okay, good, I'm in good shape. And I got a bunch of random meats, I was like, cause the store had, like, buy one pack of something and get two packs free. I was like, what's going on? No. Okay, whatever. That sounds like that time we got that cheese. Yeah, it's like, buy two packs of cheese, get 16 packs free. And it, was like, <laughs> it was like, for every pack, get three packs free. That's what it was. Something like that. So we left, we had six packs of cheese. It's like, buy two, get two, buy one, get two free. Yeah, that's what it was. So we I, we left with six packs of cheese. Um, But yeah, so... <coughs> It's it's kind of funny because I bought the Instant Pot kind of thinking like, oh, it's some kind of like hyped up crock pot. It's nothing like it. It's like a completely different animal altogether. And just reading some of the recipes, they're like, okay, first, if you want to make like chicken fettuccine Alfredo in your Instant Pot, they're like, put in the chicken and cook the simmer the chicken until golden brown in the Instant Pot. I'm like, how are you supposed to do that? This thing, what am I supposed to look in there occasionally and see what color this is? Then it's like, take that out, then put in the blah. Put in your fettuccine. I was like, okay, wait, wait, wait. This is a whole thing. 
and I looked, and there's a manual, and it's a whole thing. This is a whole thing. This machine is a whole thing that does a bunch of things, and I can't cook with it. How much does it cost? It was a hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. So I have to re- I actually have to read the manual and probably buy a recipe book so I could not destroy <laughs> it and every food item that goes in there. Hmm. Because I can see myself eating raw something with something in it, or eating something that's like a, pulling out like a fucking charcoal briquette that used to be chicken and perfectly cooked rice all out of the same machine. So I have to figure out how it works, but it's a whole thing. Yeah. Is this you the same thing pot. as a pressure cooker? It is a pressure cooker with some components added to it, like like parts, you know, like, a, <coughs> like uh, pieces of matter. I mean. There's a little grate that goes in there, and I don't know, man. Don't ask me. Oi vey. As they say in Japan, mendoksai. I have no oh idea. God. It's very troublesome. The whole thing's a mess. Well, There's buttons and flaps everywhere. I don't know what's going on. I mean, that's thing. how it feels. That's how it feels. It's full of buttons and flaps. It's all kinds of stuff going on there. To make it easier, I will uh, provide you a YouTube playlist uh, of Instant Pot Recipes by a nice lady named Flo Lum. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> that name seems so ridiculous. That can't, is that really a real name? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yep. So, Fast Roast Chicken uh, easy pot roast. Let's see, instant pot cheesecake, uh, chili, pho. Hey, hey, yeah, you could make some good pho broth. I imagine you'll be doing that a lot. I'm gonna say some good pho broth. <laughs> <laughs> say this is broth, bro. This <laughs> solid <laughs> ramen, buffalo wings. Tons of stuff in there. Hmm. Well, so I wish go. you luck. Don't cool. get too discouraged, James. I believe in you. Sounds good. I'll Unlike a crock pot, it. if you put a bunch of crap in the pressure cooker, it will actually taste good. Really? Oh, well, you know, penetrate the meat and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All right. You sound like um, hand banana. Tonight. You. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. I'm glad you uh, you bought one. Yeah, yeah, I was trying trying to step my game up. So we have a whole talk about cooking. We're gonna talk about cooking later. Yes, got a large section about food down there. Yeah. Otherwise, good recap. Slap glad you guys had a pretty good week. <laughs> slap it high. Slap it low. That's right. Slap at the base. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. <laughs> so you realize, you realize he's a god among men. You know that, right? He is. And do you realize that he is a classically, I'll say classically trained actor? He's an yeah. actual actor. Well, like, like Picard is? Or like... Yes. Huh. Neat. Like, there's some, you know, acting, there's an acting school in England, if you can believe it. He's a he's a graduate of that. <laughs> so if you can believe it. Yeah. <laughs> huh, didn't know. Yeah. How about that? 
I was like, let's make a note. Paul Rudd is awesome. Yep. Let's see here. Writing that down. <laughs> Almost done. Awesome. Exclamation mark. Exclamation mark. Okay, done. Should we hop into some news? Let's do it. Let us. Okay. First article here is mine. Um, in a recent study con- conducted by the illustrious Vanderbilt University, they found that one of the most common hospital, I'll call it treatments, the saline IV bag, could actually be causing 100,000 more kidney failures every year in the U.S. only than need be. So what this comes from is is Brondo, the electrolytes. It's got what plants crave and it's got what bodies need. But Or does it? <laughs> it's got some of what bodies need, yeah. In a recent study. But... <laughs> <laughs> By Brondo Incorporated. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's in your traditional IV bag. It's essentially just salt water. But as we all know, by the teachings of Dr. Snake Juice, you need to have a balance between sodium and potassium. So there's another product called, it's an IV bag of balanced fluid, which includes other electrolytes and quote unquote things to make the fluid more like blood plasma. But most notably in that, in addition to the sodium, is potassium. You like that? Quote unquote things. things. Yeah. (laughs) Very, uh, very scientific. It is very scientific. Just like the the term et al. And mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. Um, I.E. Yes, E.G. Mm-hmm. Apparently elsewhere in the world, in other civilized countries, whatever those might be, the use of balanced fluids is quite common. And while... What other countries? Name uh, one. Europe. <laughs> Europe! <laughs> Oh no, let's say Latvia. How about that? Oh my god. Obscure enough for you? Well, it just so happens I know someone of Latvian descent. I know you do. (laughs) (laughs) In the Vanderbilt study of 28,000 patients who were given IVs of saline or balanced fluid, for every 100 people on the balanced fluid one fewer person died of severe kidney issues. So a 1% difference, eh, still, I guess, statistically significant. But if you say it could prevent 100,000 kidney failures, that's pretty significant. Most companies who provide the traditional saline solution also sell the balanced fluid IV, Though the price difference might be a couple dollars. So for you in the hospital, I'm sure it would be like, you know, a four grand difference on your bill because that's how the medical system works. Uh, But anyways, you do need an electrolyte balance overall, not just salt. And apparently this has been one of those thirsty, bro. I'm sorry, but you're just dehydrated. Get that snake juice in you. That's right. Have a fucking IV of apple cider vinegar, water. Salt, potassium, cayenne pepper. If I can get those venom sacks full, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and who is the guy who uh Dr. Snake Juice? 
That's his name, Doctor Snake. Uh, I don't know if he ever discusses his name. He doesn't divulge his personal information. Yeah, I think he I think he goes unnamed. He's just giving unnamed medical advice on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> anonymous medical advice. That's yeah. right. He seems very trustworthy <laughs> to me, though. Yeah, he's got an honest face. Yeah, and he's aggressive, which mm-hmm. you know makes me want to be on his side. An aggressive bald white man in a t-shirt. I'm all behind it. <laughs> yeah. He's very top heavy. James hasn't learned anything. No. <laughs> I learned nothing. Oh man. Yeah. So anyways, this has apparently been one of those things that, you know, a lot of the uh the medical community has sort of known for the last twenty years, but it's got such momentum. They're like, Well, I mean, you know, it's got history, it's hard to stop. It's it's too tough to change now, so we're just going to keep rolling with it. But as we've seen in other things, times are changing. So this could be a good thing. You can ask for next time that either of us are hooked up to an IV, ask for balanced fluids. And be like, this man is a doctor. I should respect his viewpoint. Hmm. Well, okay. So what do we got next here? Some dorm room shenanigans? Yeah, the dorm room doldrums. <laughs> um, okay, so this is a two-part story. Um, and I just got to say I find this hilarious. I don't know how to take this. Um, if you click on the link, there's a picture. It's from the New York Post uh, of this girl in a very ill-fitting <laughs> outfit standing in a dorm room. Could be any college student. Uh so uh, the article starts off with that she loves the college life, just not the classes. So uh, Lisa Palmer hasn't paid her rent to be in her college dorm room since 2016. Uh, she, <laughs> in, I guess, 2015, she either flunked out or dropped out of college and uh, she didn't. So she didn't sign up for classes again. The school said, well, you owe us a bunch of money. And she was like, uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to pay you. And they were like, you can't sign up for classes. And she was like, OK, well, I'm going to have a very slow paced argument with you about this living situation. And I'm going to continue living here and go find a job and live my life. <laughs> so from from 2016 to now, she's been living in that dorm room, not paying rent. Well, the school was like, I think when it, I think when this all happened, the little article is a little unclear about this. When this all happened, oh, by the way, she's thirty. Just just so you know, she's, she's thirty-two. 30, she's thirty-two. There you go. Yeah. So she says, <laughs> yeah. So she says in the thing, it's really funny. She says, she says it's really lonely living in the for a thirty-year-old living in the in the dorm room, <laughs> living in dorm. She said dorm life is really lonely for someone in their thirties. <laughs> I find this hilarious. Just the whole thing. The whole thing is fucking hilarious. So basically, she she won't she won't leave. The school can't kick her out. The dorm room she stayed in belongs to used to belong to Bellevue Bellevue Hospital. So they they moved her once she started not paying her rent. I guess they moved her into this Bellevue Hospital dorm room on the, in this wing by herself with nine other people. The nine other people happen to be nurses who all work at Bellevue Hospital, because Bellevue Hospital used to own this. In the 60s, Bellevue Hospital had this whole thing where they said, 
if you want, you can pay to live in the dorm room for uh pay to live in these in these in these uh, housing units we have for nurses only and nurses can pay $50 a month to live here. So from the 60s on till whenever Howard College or Howard whatever it's called um I think it's Hunter Hunter College when they bought the dorm room or the dorm room was given to them from Bellevue they uh basically kind of forgot about it and didn't do anything with it. Well, the whole time there's these nurses squatting in the co- in there. <laughs> so the nurses, that goes into my other story called Naughty Night Nurse. Uh, I like the alliteration there. Naughty I do. Nurse. So anyway, uh, one of the other people the school is trying to fighting to evict is a nurse who lives next door to her or on her hall. Uh, his name, uh, let me click on the, his article here. And if you see the picture, I see someone you guys clicked. Look at the picture of him. <laughs> yeah, Derek DeFritis. Okay? Derek DeFritis, and this is Michael's going to love this. Hold on, let me. Uh... There we go. Pied de terre. Okay? <laughs> he calls this, he calls his apartment in that dorm room his pied de terre. Pied de terre. Is that right, Michael? Uh, pied de terre. Sort of. I'm trying to find it actually in here. I'm not seeing that. But, uh, P I or Pi D dash A. It's Pied de Terre. Yeah, Pied de Terre. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Pied de Terre. I see. He said he kept the dorm room as a Pied de Terre because his commute home to upstate New York could take up to three hours. Yeah. So for him, I kind of feel sorry. For, I feel it. I feel it for him. I feel for him and the other nurses that are there. Basically, they've been the school's been trying to kick them out for a long time, and they won't go. Um, and this girl has latched onto that situation. She won't go either. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens with this because, as of right now, they're they're still there. Like uh, they're still like trying to fight the whole thing. I believe the nurse, this guy uh, Defridis, either he's left, he retired from Bellevue, and he's left now, but he's still suing them, or another nurse is there staying in his room. But he 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 kept apparently kept this place for as his crash pad for decades. Um, where he'd go sleep. And and for someone who used to date a nurse, and I know lots of nurses, you work a 10-hour shift and you have like a three-hour commute home, you're going to need a place to stay. So I kind of understand that. Um, but the school wants to reappropriate the space for students. So I don't know what's going to happen with this. I find the whole thing absolutely hilarious. This girl, though, just looking at the picture of her, and if you read the article, the the article just really just talks about her like she's a total piece of trash you know there um yeah there's like there's a pile of dirty dishes in the corner yeah and whatever whatever <laughs> yeah and i'm just like this is so good you know like the way they're talking about her and if you look at the room you're like mm, yeah there's nothing great going on here you know and it's just and the shoes she's wearing yeah exactly she's wearing crocs for christ's sake and her pants man my god like those are pants from college what's her name know? uh uh, you know, I don't, I don't see her name in here, but she's her name's in here. I just don't Lisa, know. Lisa Palmer. Lisa S. Palmer. Yeah, Lisa Palmer. Huh. Yeah, has not paid rent since 2016. Yeah. Refuses to leave. She owes them ninety four thousand dollars. <laughs> Aren't there eviction policies or anything? I mean, they evicted they just, her. Like, changed the locks. They evicted her several times. I don't know if they changed the locks on her. I'm pretty sure she's just not leaving. I mean, I don't know how things work in wherever the fuck they are. But Plain he, squatters rates. But here in America, no, here in here in <laughs> Montgomery County, the sheriff will come to your apartment, slap a notice on your thing, 
Get out. And then you're like, you have seven days to vacate. And then if he comes back in seven days and you're not out, they guess what? They start taking all your shit outside and literally put it on the curb. And you are forcibly removed from the premises and locked out. Yeah. And that's no. it. No. So, <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't know. know. I've seen it happen <laughs> at my old apartment building. Or oh, my yeah, own apartment yeah, complex. No, it's a it so, happened to, in to someone in my my complex. I don't know why that hasn't happened here because they did forcibly they they did they gave her a thirty day notice, um, <laughs> some time ago, and they, they right now I think it's only because of this lawsuit situation that she can still be staying in there. They probably have filed like an injunction or something to keep to keep her there. Um, her whole thing is they would not. She's saying they would not let her reapply for school, and that made her in violation of their policy saying that you have to be a, a student in good standing. The problem is though she owed them money when this whole thing happened. So they wouldn't let her reapply because she owed money. You know, she's probably an idiot. Um so let's so. think about this. What's cheaper? Her staying in the dorm room and accumulating ninety four thousand dollars worth of unpaid fees plus legal fees for this lawsuit or getting an apartment in New York. Um Probably about the same cost. You might be right. <laughs> yeah, the, the the nurse says to live near Bellevue Hospital was was about thirty five hundred dollars a month in rent. Mm. So, um, I'll Over be honest. Over the course with you, of a couple of years, it's pretty yeah, equal. I mean, I, I, I'll say this: this is like this is like, and the older I become, the main motivation, my main motivation is like those small pieces of like the things that help you feel like you're a human being, which is like. The cost, like having money to spend on things other than bills. So like your rent, having, being close to work, you know? So like Michael lives across the street. He can throw a rock and hit one of his coworkers in the head, you know, (laughs) from his apartment, apartment building. I can drive to work in five minutes. You know, it's those little pieces of like comfort that I get why people would go. I wouldn't go this far to be close to work, but. Like I can, I can totally understand like living in the city and not being able to live in the city. And this brings me to another thing that I've noticed: the houses in Japan, they're about. Um, did you see the video I sent you last week? Hiding in my room. Did you watch any of his videos? No. Okay, so that guy's apartment. This is pretty constant for Japanese living. They're about a, a little less than a hundred square feet. It's like literally, it's like like a small. High school student's bedroom with a bathroom and a and a uh, and a kitchen attached and a closet. It's very small. I'll be honest with you. I, if I was single living in the city, that'd be fine. That'd be fine for me. Like living in New York City, I was in my twenties. Like we need more housing like that. Because honestly, if you're living in New York City in in your twenties, you're gonna have. You could live in any number of random living situations. None of them are going to be great or necessarily safe, you know. So we need more housing like that. We need more housing that takes in, takes into account that regular people who have shitty jobs. Because you know, guess what? A barista who lives in fucking who works in downtown New York City in Manhattan still has to fucking pay rent and try to get to work, you know. So, um, and that person isn't making downtown, mid midtown Manhattan prices. They're making like, you know, whatever the going rate is for baristas is. So, yeah, I don't know. Something to be considered there. I'm thinking about that for a while now. Um, Well, yeah, I was thinking about that here uh, at my apartment building. Supposedly, 
I'd have to go talk to them and see if it's if it's still a thing. I think it is. They have one room efficiencies here. Yeah, it'd be fine. And they were at one point they were having them for like eight nine hundred dollars a month. Yeah, they don't. I've, I've checked since 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 we, you talked about that initially. I had checked, and they don't have them anymore. Or like, they don't. They don't. They're not they're, available. They're either they're not available, or they're all out of them, or they don't have them. It's probably that they're not available. They probably have a very small number of them, mm-hmm. and they're all. Well, I know they also have studio apartments, then one bedroom apartments, then two bedroom apartments. Maybe they have three bedroom. I'm not sure, but I know they have two bedroom, two bath. Up from what I have, I have two bedroom, one bath. Mm-hmm. I don't know. An efficiency but, or even a studio at your location is probably a very desirable apartment. <clears throat> yeah. Efficiency, though, I don't even know if there's like a kitchen or anything. Probably not. Oh, it'd be yeah. It'd there's have a kitchen like a... area. Well, there's a kitchen corner. Yeah. Kitchenette. They'd be like yeah. a, a pot, you know, a heating. So a the, pot's the, a pissing. No, the, <laughs> the efficiencies in uh, Wheaton, they're not, they're gone now, but the ones that used to be in Wheaton, it used to be the Howard Johnson. The Ambassador hotel. Apartments or whatever. And it's then it called? became the Ambassador, yeah. And that was like, had efficiencies in it. Um, those had, they came with a fucking plug in hot, like a hot plate in the room. Every room had a hot plate in it and a kitchen and the and the bathroom sink. And that was your whole situation. I mean, it wasn't like if you look at like so that was like it was, and it was still much bigger than the Japanese apartments. So with proper usage of space and someone coming in with a fair amount of money to design uh, an efficiency size apartment, they could make it very small and very roomy, like you know, cozy. You couldn't live with like our amount of shit, right. you know, like me and Evan have, but maybe like or you have, Michael, but. Someone who's in their twenties. Oh yeah, no, we'd, we'd, we'd have to we'd have to simplify. Yeah, know. yeah, but you know, if and if you this is like if you're desperate to live in the city or you have to have a job that puts you in the city and you don't want to commute for hours, I think that'd be a great you know situation. They have to we'll have to. I'm sure that stuff will happen though over time. People will more apartments like that will pop up. So we'll see. I mean, eventually it's going to be like there. People are just going to be like they're not going to be able to rent out these crazy apartments because no one can afford them. So. Oh yeah, that's what exactly what will happen. If if Amazon moves to this area, dude, nobody there's so many places nobody will be able to live. It'll be just crazy. You know, like in San Francisco right now. It's a huge problem. You know, the rent Wheaton will be the new Potomac. Well, Wheaton will be this whole area is becoming like the second most expensive place in America to live. Yeah. Right now. So, it's it's a mess, man. It's a hard situation, a hard, hard gamble. Like if you like, for me, well, I remember reading my... reading a thing last year. It said DC was the most expensive place to live in the country. Yeah, so there you go. So, um, I mean, I'm trying to. I want to save up money for a house. I, the only way to do it would have to be to move in and live for live live with someone for like three or four years, then save money. Save you up a mad roll. Yeah, you can't <laughs> you can't uh, do it like renting an apartment for fourteen hundred a month, and then you know what I mean. Unless I was making like two or three hundred thousand dollars, not three hundred, but two hundred thousand dollars a year or something, or one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, you could get an FHA loan potentially zero percent down. Yeah, yeah, in theory, could. but yeah. I mean that's like, I mean, still a big commitment. Any house around your area would be, you know, like two hundred and fifty. The other thing you can do, which I didn't think about before, but uh, I've been thinking about recently, you can borrow against your four hundred one k. Borrow against your life. 
Yeah, I don't know about that. I guess anything's possible. But... It's an option. Just yeah. just call the mafia. They got you. Yeah. They're honest, upstanding citizens. Mm-hmm. That's correct. All right. What do we got next here? Mike, is that you? Yes, sir. So I put here the I made the title the sixth day. So wasn't that a movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Gab- Gabriel Byrne? Uh, not Gabriel Byrne. That's a different movie. Okay, <laughs> but you're on the right track. <laughs> so this one, the one you're thinking of, is with um, Robert Duvall. Is that the End of Days that I'm thinking of? Yeah. Okay. But the sixth day is the one with Robert Duvall. And that one's the one in the future. They're like cloning people. At the beginning of the of the um, movie, they talk about the, the whole thing. There's a company called Repet, I think, is the name of the company. And they will clone your your uh, your dead or dying pet. So, you know, you don't have to lose Fluffy. You know? Aww. So, apparently, that's a thing now. So the, this article, which is from Vice, says, Barbara Streisand cloned her goddamn dog. <laughs> <laughs> so she was doing an interview, and apparently uh, she cloned them for uh, $50,000. And she got her dog, who's now dead, cloned. And she has two or three puppies that are theoretically all clones of each other. How does that work? Because unless there is now a time machine, it was my understanding that if you clone a 14-year-old dog, then you get a brand new 14-year-old dog. No, no, no. This is like this is no. like they take your DNA and they make a baby, and now there's a new baby that's yeah, you. Cloning, cloning, is not ti- cloning is not like an Instapot. It's not a time-traveling machine. <laughs> a baby will come out. of the, An embryo will come out of the other end. Mm. They imprint, imprint. Yeah, they don't make a, a fully and... a fully formed Dude, new. If they did that, we'd all be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wouldn't be fucked, but like presidents and shit would be fucked. They'd be yeah. Would... You're replacing motherfuckers like it's going out of style, yo. <laughs> yeah, which is the true purpose of Westworld, by the way. That's right. In case you didn't know, um, and also that's what also what happens in the sixth day. Did you just spoil? <laughs> I hope so. Fucking dirtbag. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck him. No. Um, <coughs> so, yeah, I didn't even know this was fucking possible. Anything's possible with money. Yes. I mean, they clone those sheep, so why would cloning dogs be possible? So they cloned Dolly, like, in 2001. Yeah, but I thought it was not permitted. Or oh, something. Well, that's permitted and possible, two different things. Viagenpets.com. Yeah, they're probably cloning in China or something. Where they where the clone come from? Uh, apparently, it's a thing. It's still not illegal in the United States. Apparently, it's not illegal. So, Fun I thought fact: it, I thought it was, but apparently not. Do you know why Dolly the sheep was named Dolly? Why? Because they replaced her eyes with doll eyes. That's super creepy. It's like we purposely blinded this brand new sheep. Just for the headline. No, because the cells used for cloning 
were taken from the mammary glands of the donor. As in Dolly Parton, huge jugs. Are you serious? Yep. It took them from Dolly Parton? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Dolly Parton's a sheep. (laughs) No, the sheep. Nope, but her followers are. The sheep is Dolly Parton. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So, dude, actually, I'm a broom. Yeah, exactly. exactly. To be honest, Diane, I'm surprised. (laughs) (laughs) What's going to stop people from cloning? Like when? Like when? Like when are we going to start seeing? Where does it end? When are we going to start seeing people cloned? Like when is someone going to like when a Barack Obama dies? Will someone be like, we got to clone him to make? So let me ask you this: If they're already cloning dogs, do you think they're cloning people? Sure, I'm sure experiments have been done internationally. (laughs) Someone has to try to. But do you think in some lab somewhere, like someone's like, yes, (laughs) they're fucking replacing people, yo? I don't know if they have that laugh. Maybe it's more like checking off something on the clipboard and like, gross. Yeah, probably. (laughs) No, but I mean, I mean, there's some nefarious plot afoot right now. No, that's replacing motherfuckers. It takes too long. It takes too long. What I would oh, they gotta grow them. You're right. Yeah, what I would do is I would clone some kids. And then, or I clone some anybody's, grow them, and then you give those, and then you, nobody's missing. Then you turn those kids into child soldiers, or do experiments on them, or do whatever, take their stem cells, or do you can do any kind of number of things. They're not people; like nobody knows they even exist. Ha ha! Right? I like where you're going with this. So that's probably more realistic. Number thirteen, sure. basically, very, very rich world leaders, you know, who we don't know about the actual people who rule the world have clones of themselves, and they're injecting their own young blood into their bodies for rejuvenation purposes. That That is from a movie, and I wouldn't, it wouldn't and surprise me at all. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Yes, I wouldn't it's, from, it's from all. the movie called... With that great boat. The Wally, whatever, whatever. Yes. Evan? With that what, guy with the mole. The island? The island. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's def- Dude, that's where they got the idea. All fucking great ideas in modern medicine and science come from sci-fi. That is from the imagination of writers. That is a hundred percent two decades prior. That is a hundred percent a true fact. Someone's like, "That's a great fucking idea." I've got money. I'm going to make that happen. I believe it. Yeah. So I'm on this Viagen pet site. It's weird because the regular person is not going to pay fifteen fifty thousand dollars for a pet. I'm sorry. There's probably a lot of super rich idiots who would pay that. Number one, for bragging rights and attention. Number two, so they can still have their pet. But this is crazy. So when they were talking to Miss Streisand about this, she said the puppies don't have the same personality as the last dog. Yeah, so that's the not side crazy. effect of cloning is schizophrenia. No, it's a different so, animal. It's so this different. says, if the puppies don't have the same personality, why not just buy new puppies of the same breed? Right. Like, why did you get a clone? It's like, this idiot doesn't even respond to his name. Yeah, it says a clone dog is simply a genetic twin of your dog born at a later date. Yeah, it's not the same dog. And then, and then they say it shows you the same appearance, temperament, and intelligence. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, I don't know. They're saying 
uh, Barbara Streisand's like, well, maybe when the dog gets older, it'll be the, they'll be the same, you know? Yeah, right. No, it won't. It's a different animal. It'll it will grow up differently. Everything's different. So you the know? one thing I've learned from this is that Barbara Streisand is really dumb. Well, she loves her dog, and she's got the money to do whatever she wants. Think about it. Well, I mean, this is yeah. A Evan, what if you had? What if you had go buy yourself some more money? Money, you know? I clone myself. I mean, there you go. I'd create a, a blood and organ donor, no problem. See, done. No, but that's different. The insanity's already doing. going. Yeah, my Evan is a brutal pragmatist. That's why he's like, I'd do it. I don't care. And I'd look that other Evan and I and be like, you're not a person. Fuck you. Yeah, like fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, but, but, I, I mean, I feel like if you if you could get your a clone of your favorite, like your your favorite pet back. You know, like you loved it so much. I mean, I know on a from a scientific level, just from and just from tons of sci-fi and reading stuff about it, that a clone is not a absolute pop, perfect copy, and they can't clone memories or something like that. So, but I think people, I think people, most people know that on an intellectual level. But I think it's all this is an emotional thing. These guys are just pivoting off your emotion. But start a genetic preservation. Jesus Christ. Memory is a weird thing. Because Man. in theory, your whole body is regenerated. You know, every everything has their own cycle. But essentially, every seven years, all your cells are new or re- replaced. So where do your memories get stored? Does they move around? In the soul. Mm. So listen to this. Speaking of memories, this is a little off, off track. In the Just, stack. Just uh yeah, in the stack. Um, I'm not watching that, by the way. Evan doesn't know what we're talking about. I do know what um, we're talking about. <laughs> so and now he's not watching it on principle, <laughs> not because he's hurt. What anything. principle is that? Only he, Evan knows. No, no it's the principle it's of like spite, number one. Yeah, spite exactly. But, but no, I don't. I don't really care about like dystopian stuff. I'm. I was never my friend. It's not a dystopian future. It's just. I a, don't believe you. It's not. Michael, would you call it? A, it's like it's like um. Mad Max is a dystopian future. Yeah, it's this is yeah, cyberpunk. This is not. This is cyberpunk. This is like um Blade Runner. It's like a blade. It's like like almost a Blade Runner future or that other show, that movie that flopped that should have been good with uh, that hot chick. Um, came out last year. I don't know. Ghost in the Shell. Valerian. But, oh no. Um, but anyway, <laughs> would you say ovarians? Valerian. Valerian? No, no, no. Yeah, it's no, snow, snow crusher, or whatever, snow stomper, uh-huh. snow piercer, <laughs> snow piercer. Um, That's supposed no, to be but, actually uh, a good movie. Yeah, it is a good movie. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I had a dream that, and it, so the thing about this dream, the dream it's itself is kind spite. of whatever silly, but the whole the thing about it was very profound to me. In the dream, I was a member of a helicopter crew of civilian pilots who were helping the military. <laughs> Michael starts laughing. <laughs> the, the whole idea was we were delivering supplies to a forward operating base <laughs> with other civilian helicopter crews. So we'd go, we'd fly in, drop this stuff off, and then like land, drop the stuff off, and then fly away, fly back. And on the way back, we saw like a plane go down. So we went and hovered above, and I was reaching my hand in the water trying to grab what I thought was a person's hand. And I reached down, and what I thought was a hand 
came out and did like opened up and I thought it was reaching out and I put my hand in there and it, and it bit me. And then I realized it was one of those, it was a fish with sharp teeth and it bit down on my hand like this. And I woke up because I felt the bite. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, so I when, sat there. When you woke there. up, was your hand in your mouth? No. <laughs> no, no. And that's what I knew, right? I knew, I said to myself, okay, let's hype, let's run through this, right? One. If my hand, if I put my hand into something sharp and it bit me, how is it that in my dream, I built this whole, that I, I, the story was, I'm assuming in, there was a timeline to it. It just didn't all just flash into my brain. It's not like the story was built around the feel, sensation of being bitten. It was like the things happened and I put my hand in there and in my mind, I was in control of that in the dream. I put my hand in the water. And I was bitten by this fish. So I'm like, A, there's no way I could have known that I was about to stick my hand in something near something pointy or sharp in the bed and get that bite sensation, which means my brain made that sensation up. So how did, so something in my brain said, this is what it feels like to be bitten. This applies to this image that you're seeing. Pull this out and reference it to that. You know, it's just very interesting about how the human brain accesses memories and ties to feelings and stuff. I mean, if we can capture that, like VR, that next gen sensation of being able to like really like, do you know what I'm talking about? The PlayStation Bite module, <laughs> Smellovision. All right, all right, enough, fine. Whatever. Get the extra stabbing package. <laughs> whatever. I no, I, I like what you're saying. Reality is just perception. It's just weird to me that my my brain. In some subconscious, some subconscious way, knew the biting sensation and what would what what it would feel like to be stick your hand in that fish's mouth and be bitten. You know, that kind of reminds me when I used to watch like Discovery Channel. You know, some show about sharks with my dad, and it would show a shark biting something, and my dad would like be like, "Ah, Jesus, that hurts." I'm like, "What are you talking about? It's an image on a screen." He's like. Look at him bite the thing. That hurts. It never made sense. Maybe to him, he actually associated that like directly with pain of his own or something. Oh, well, I think it's like if you see another man get kicked in the nuts, you kind of wince a little. I'm like, I'm glad it's not me. Yeah, I mean, it's from that. It's that aspect. But you kind of like you can feel that pain. You're like, ooh, you know. So, yeah, I think I don't know. Human beings are fucking weird, man. Someone at work was talking to me about, about memories and how they thought about things. And I never looked at it this way. He said to me, he was like, when you see something, if someone explains an image to you, do you see it? And I was like, yes. And he was like, I don't. He's like, I don't see it. I try to imagine it. He's like, I, he's like, he's like, I can't, he's like, I can't imagine it. He's like, I have a very hard time with that myself, actually. Yeah, that's what he told me. And I never thought about that. I just assumed everybody thought that way that I did, where if you explain an image to me, I kind of painted in my brain, like, the angles and the corners and how it looks. But he said, no, I can't. And I asked him, I said, well, what concepts do you feel work for you to explain to you stuff? He was like, well, he's like, I could just see numbers and shit and math. He's like, that just, like... I don't even have to think about it. It's just like natural to me. Like that kind of stuff is like natural, but creativity related stuff, I can't get it, you know? And I was talking to the other computer pro other developer about that. And he was like, yeah, he was the same way. 
you know? And I was kind of shocked. I didn't, I didn't realize that. I didn't, I never thought that that was like what people thought so differently. Like the way you saw, the way you saw concepts and saw things in the world and way when people, someone explain a concept to you, how you think of it. That's just very interesting, man. The brain is fucking ridiculous. It's fucking nuts. He's a crazy dude, man. I mean, whoever made it's a crazy motherfucker. He's probably the guy <laughs> who made the copier. You know, just just on heroin uh, uh, and fucking fucking doing its, acid. With all its pulleys and levers. Yeah, man. How does it even work? <laughs> you tell me, to, man. I used to fix copiers, and I can tell you from now from knowledge, whoever made it's fucking insane. Maybe the human brain's made by Japanese people. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> I'm serious. It's crazy. It doesn't even make any sense. It's like, you know, I feel like God, if there's a God, he came down and inspired mankind to make two things. Copiers and computers. And that was it. And actually, a computer is probably easier to understand than a copier is. Because there's so many fucking moving parts and components in a copier. It's like a delicate balance. It's like a ballet of, of madness. And somehow it all works to fucking make your shitty Xerox copy of a copy of a copy of that picture you want to put on your fucking cubicle. Anyway, let's you know what along. that reminds me of, actually? What's that? Going back to PUBG, when uh, Chad and Shroud were playing in some tournament, they were just running, you know, running through a field, and one of the uh, the in-game voice commentators came over the came over the comms and and was like, "Sondabajiga." <laughs> And they're like, what the fuck? Is is God Korean? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Anything's possible, man. So, Mike. Yes, Evan. Uh what do we got next? What do we got next? Uh, I put a link in here to an article on hack hack read dot com about a uh, tool called IX Maps that was recently uh, published online. It tells you if your internet traffic is going through a known internet exchange point that is known to be monitored by the NSA. Aren't they all now? Apparently not. Huh. Well, the ones in Moscow probably aren't, you know? Well, so. yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, so like, got... room 201 for AT&T or something? It's, like, all the monitoring? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's... I, I still say, man, I don't understand the whole... I guess, like, people just didn't realize the extent of what was going on before the whole, you know, Edward Snowden right. revelations. But we knew about that AT&T room before that. So that's why I was like, "What? This is news? We already knew this. They're they're sucking it all in, baby." <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. So this is just a easier to use tool that lets you see on a map where all the uh, where all the intercept points are. So nice. Check it out. It's all. It's just a web based thing. It's ixmaps.ca. Dude, the picture on there, fucking cabling nightmare. Oh uh, yeah, I like we're that. We're all he... familiar with that with that uh, comms closet. Oh, I could show you a couple of pictures from work that are. It's like, can you can you trace this cable? Nope. It's like, what do you mean no? Send him that picture. 
<laughs> this actually doesn't look that bad compared to some of the yeah. ones I've seen. <laughs> yep. So just something to uh, remember. We're being we're being watched, folks. We're being watched. All right. Agreed. Accepted. All right. Okay. All right. Next up, I saw this mentioned in a few places. So GitHub was the target of a distributed denial of service attack, and GitHub.com was taken offline. That's pretty serious. And it's the largest DDoS attack ever. Not just to GitHub, but to anyone, to anywhere. Mm-hmm. It says 1.35 terabits per second was the max uh, flow. It's impressive. Mm-hmm. Now, so, so this is due to the meme cached servers flaw that I've also seen mentioned a few places. So I haven't looked into that enough to know really what that is. But is stuff like this just because the um, the processors in the networking hardware gets overloaded? So say if you have, you know a 48-port Cisco switch or whatever, but what's actually controlling it is, like, a supercomputer. Would it have the resources to keep up with the traffic and not, you know, get overwhelmed by such an attack? Um, is the is the limit the interface or the processor? It's, it's probably both. It's that and, you know, just like you have a, you know, let's say you only have a 10 one, let's say you have a 100 megabit interface. And they're just sending 100 megabits nonstop to you, you know, mm-hmm. so no one else can send traffic. Then mm-hmm. there you go, you know. But also, you're right. It could just be the, the controller inside the the switch or the router or whatever it is can be overwhelmed yeah. and uh, can't handle it. So it's probably a combination of both. Especially 1.35 terabits yeah. per second. It's like the internet attacked itself. <laughs> yeah, so pretty crazy. Apparently, these meme cache servers, which is what they were doing, those are like, uh, those are like, uh, what's it called? Like Akamai. You know, it's like a uh, botnet. No, 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 no. It's like a uh, a distributed CDN. Exactly. Correct. Exactly. Content delivery network? Yes, 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 yes. Exactly. So that's what they use to attack these guys. Okay. Yeah. So. I assume it's all sorted out now? Yeah, I don't know what the problem was. They're like, fuck GitHub. You know, I don't know what the problem is, but. I mean, there's tons of corporations who use GitHub for development and distribution. So Mm -hmm. it's a big interruption in the uh, international workflow. Hmm. Maybe it's just someone's like, let it all burn, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Let's be dicks today. Which, you know, I'm all for. You know, I'm kind of down with that. So as know. long as it does not directly affect me, I'm all for it. It's true. I mean, they're like, oh, sorry, folks, can't go to work today. Get help with <laughs> All right. Well, hey, some some small development companies probably work that way. Yeah, probably. And at my job, I know a lot of developers use 
well, we actually use a what's that what's that thing called SVN? You know, but it's locally hosted. Okay. Yeah, we have a Git repository, but it's locally hosted. Mm. And then they use Jira. You mm-hmm. Git. You bloody Git. <laughs> Which is made by a company with the weirdest fucking name. Atlassian. Mm. Yeah. The Atlanteans are, vo- are coming aboard. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, what is it? Uh, man the main gun or no, hoist the main sail, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know. All right. And then last but not least here, uh, from thehackernews.com, which we haven't actually seen anything from them for a little while. Uh, so a guy who never hacked anyone was sentenced to 33 months in prison for hacking. That'll teach him. Mm-hmm. Now... He's not exactly an innocent. It's kind of like he made the gun and he sold the gun, but he didn't shoot anyone. Right. Hmm. Sound familiar? I think. Did um, we talk about this like six <laughs> months ago? Uh, maybe this, is this an update? Oh, you know, it could be. I don't. I don't uh, remember what it was. So this is a guy, uh, Taylor Huddleston. He's only twenty-six from Arkansas. Oh yeah, this is this guy. This his rat was pretty famous, right? Yeah, he was selling a rat called Nanocore to hackers for twenty five bucks. We talked about this. We talked we? about this. Yeah, we. I mean, not not this outcome, but we talked about yeah. the rat last year. <coughs> that doesn't mean stop, though. Yeah. <laughs> right. P- please continue with your art, your thing. So it says right here, this is a rare example of the Department of Justice charging someone not for actively using the malware, but for developing and selling it to other people who then used it. So he did, though, say he did admit to the court that he created a software knowing it would be used by other cyber criminals to break the law. So he pled guilty, just so we're clear. Right. So that's he like pled, being an like, accomplice to a crime, but he's like, you I don't did actually, it. you know, mm-hmm. rob the bank or something. You're just like, okay, well, it'd be good to go in at 1235 because all these guards are going to be on their break, and that's when they have all the shitty tellers. Right. Supplying the intel or something. Mm-hmm. An accessory to... Yeah. Ram Theft Bank. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So well, yeah. So it's, it's just it's just notable because of that because he's not he didn't actually hack anyone he just made the tool and sold it to just, people. Did he not have a good lawyer? I feel like he should have gotten off on this because I mean that's like it's like oh IBM you made the computers and you sold them knowing that people would do all kinds of things with them. You know I mean it's kind of I don't know. Well, I, I mean, mean obviously his tool was specifically made to do illegal right. shit, but. But still, like, you could just clearly argue that, like, I just made this, you know? No, sure. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. That's a good point. Bad lawyer. Prove intent. Prove intent. There's no mens rea. All right? <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. We're getting we're getting uh-huh. fucking legal terms in here now, Evan. I was Peter like, Taylor. is that Latin or, like, a man's menstrual cycle or some shit? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's a thing. 
M E N S space R E A. Modus operandi? Just about. Hmm. The intention or knowledge of wrongdoing that constitutes part of a crime, as opposed to the action or conduct of the accused. Yeah, so he he proved mens rea by saying, "Oh yeah, I knew they'd do blah with it." He yeah. shouldn't have done that. He, he should have been should've like, "Shut the fuck up." He should have been like, "Nah, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know what they'd do with it. I just I don't know what they do with it." Yeah, you yeah. must be the dumbest person on earth. Yep, I'm dumb as shit. Yeah, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> Unfit for trial. In fact, yeah. Pro- prove that I prove that I fucking knew what it was going to do. You fucking cucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. They have to prove intent. When it got me on shit, but he won't speak. But like, oh, hmm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> only, yep. only speak to the court via mumble rap. It's like, sir, we don't understand. Sorry. Talk to my lawyer. No, 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 no. Talk to my lawyer. No, 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 no. It's like, uh, it's like in the movie. The is it the town? They arrest the fucking guy. They arrest Jeremy Renner. They walk in. They walk in the interrogation room. The the second they open the door, he's like lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's it. right. That's yeah, it. yeah. He's like, I ain't saying the goddamn word. You know, <laughs> lawyer. That's it. So, yeah. That's how you got to do it, though. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. That's how even, you got to do it. Dude, I've even seen articles on, uh, I think, on Vice that are like, yeah, see this? They're like showing examples of where perps fucked up. And they're like, yeah, see, this guy fucked up. It's like, he shouldn't have said shit. He should have said, I'm not speaking without a lawyer. Or said, am I free to go? Or blah, you know. It's yeah. like they said, even if you're innocent, you shouldn't talk to the police. That's what they said. Yeah, you should be like, no, I'm not talking without a lawyer. Sorry. Yeah, that's it. So everyone listening, remember that. Don't snitch. No, don't don't talk to the police. <laughs> because what is what do snitches get, James? Stitches. That's correct. Michael's gonna come to your house with a baseball bat with fucking penny nails in the fucking top of it and wear your kneecaps out. <laughs> And James will be there standing beside me going, what? What? Right. No, I don't what? <laughs> what did you think would happen? No. Yeah. You didn't know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We'll start our revenge uh, for hire business. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, nice. So there's actually nothing listed in sci-fi, but I did uh, think of something that I wanted to mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, fair warning. You should not waste your time watching Stargate Origins. Um, oh, that's a, right. <laughs> it is a 10-part miniseries. Each episode is 10 minutes long. Oh. Um, it sort of tells the story of a young Catherine Langford going to rescue her father, who was kidnapped Stop. by Nazis, Stop. Uh, to go through the Stargate and recruit... Um, Powerful gods to help with Hitler's stop. rise to global power. Stop. Fucking stop. Yeah. Bad acting. Horrible directing. Is anyone from the layout. original show in it? Uh, not that I've seen so far. Michael Shanks was mentioned in some of the talk about the show, but I don't see his name anywhere on the IMDb page or listed anywhere. However, there's one familiar face. Uh, Catherine Langford's father is played by Connor Trenier. Who you might know as Trip, Trip from Stargate Enterprise. Star Trek Enterprise. 
Sorry, Star Trek Enterprise. You are correct. <laughs> I'm confusing myself. Trip McNeely. No, um, it's a uh, yes. It's Trip. Uh, whatever. Whatever the fuck. He's the chief engineer. Yeah, dude. On the ship. It's horrible. And is that, still... is that a web series? Like, was <sighs> it released like on the web or something? Honestly, I don't remember. Let me look it up again. It's a. Uh... <laughs> Fucking four out of ten on IMDb. Uh, okay, so it's not even like worth watching because it's garbage, or does it just enrage you because you like Stargate so much and this is so crap? Is it enrages what, what it me because I remember being excited about this when it was first announced, mm. and we briefly talked about it. Yeah, like I over think a I, year ago, I think I remember that vaguely, and I had forgotten about it completely. And I was, you know, looking for some downloads, and I saw the first seven episodes of Stargate Origins. I was like, oh shit, this is going to be great. And I was like, well, the file sizes are kind of small, but whatever, let's take a look. And the first episode ended after 10 minutes. I was like, what the fuck? So the IMDb summary is young Catherine Langford embarks on an unexpected adventure to unlock the mystery of what lies beneath the Stargate in order to save the earth from darkness. 100% 100% garbage. Did you guys ever see the Stargate movies? I saw the original movie. I saw... Okay, the made-for-TV movies with the TV cast? I did. I saw no. Them. No, 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 no. I saw Okay, two so James knows what that level of garbage is. So uh, here's the thing. This is worse. Here's the thing, Evan. Okay. Oh, and here you know, we go. Here we go. Listen, no, no, relax, the show's, relax, relax. Just for anyone listening, the show's about to end in about three minutes. No, no, I'm going to no, rage look. quit. No, no, so. <laughs> I love Stargate. I am a Stargate fan. I thought it was like, to me, Stargate, there are two pillars of sci-fi in this world that we live in. Not my two pillars. You fucking be careful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, Let boy. me pull him in. Let me draw him in. A challenger appears. <laughs> yeah. Enter player two. <laughs> So look, there's two pillars of sci-fi, right? Oh. Trek and Star Wars. Okay, okay, okay. okay. I was like, I thought you were like, Stargate and Stargate Atlantis. I was no. like, yo! <laughs> no, look, it's Trek and Star Wars, okay? Those are the two, mm-hmm. at least on the in the Western world, the two sci-fi pillars. Okay, and everything else filters down in the Venn diagram between those somehow, okay? I, as a kid, when I first saw the first Stargate movie... I thought this is the beginning of a new, better genre of sci-fi. You know, I thought that this was going to be the third pillar or this is before there was any Star Wars talk of new Star Wars movies. So I was like, this is going to be the new thing. Like, this is it right here, mm-hmm. you know? And then they came out with the TV shows. And I mean, as a kid, like, you know, when stuff's not great, you know, the TV shows at their best, have only been okay. You know? I like them, but they're okay. Now, look, here's the thing, and we're going to talk about something closely related to this later when we get to Yum Update, you know? But you can watch something and be a totally uncultured trash person and be like, this is great. I love this. This is awesome. But then when you hear someone who knows something about acting or plots or storylines... 
and you you hear them mention something that you saw and you thought was stunning, and they talk about the thing you're watching now, and they're like, this is why this is trash. You're like, fuck, they're right. This is trash, you know? So I'm not saying that, like, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and it's like, you know, of course, you might see something, you're like, oh, I like this. I don't care what anybody says. Like, that has value. But these shows have never been great. They're always, the plots are always repetitive. It's always like, oh, something happens, the team goes into the portal, and blah, 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 blah. All this works up to the general plot of the season, to when they banish the bad guy or move on to the next season, and then blah, blah, blah. Like, that's how they always play out, every single time. I mean, they really have, like, shitty character <laughs> character design, and, I mean, the fucking guy from Stargate Atlantis with the fucking bone claws <laughs> inside the leather bracers. I mean, it's just... So many aspects of it are so no, bad. No, no, that's something else. Or is or is that a thing? That's Stargate Atlantis. No. Isn't it Atlantis? What no, is no, that? No, no. Andromeda? Yeah. Are you sure? Wasn't that like some kind of animal guy? There's a light-skinned black guy. He's an animal guy in Stargate Atlantis. Or was he a fish person? Nope. Okay. A fish person? <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> so they had well, this fish ta- person. Uh, so you're talking <laughs> about Aquaman. <laughs> Played by Jason Momoa, who was in the first three se- uh, seasons of Stargate Atlantis. Oh, he doesn't have... Didn't he have bone claws? No. Oh, I mixed that up. Look, those two black guys are mixed up. Um, that oh. time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. So, but anyway, the show has really bad characters. Like, a lot of the char- a lot of the character design is, like, kind of that Star Trek-ish thing I talked about, like, a couple weeks ago, where it's, like... The characters are like the same build. Like we have this guy, this guy, this guy, that guy, that guy. You know, leader, woman, uh, the guy above the leader, uh, the strong guy, who's probably some black guy, and then whatever else. Like it's always that right. same thing. You know, it's very like uninventive to me. The shining gem is the one that Michael hated the most, which was Universe. This is no, no, no. I like that one. No, Evan, did you hate it? No, what I you loved hated it. it? Okay, that was the uh, best no, one. No, that's the one I like. That's the yeah. only one I like. <laughs> I'm mad they canceled it just as it was, you know. Getting good. Yeah. Yeah, that, but that yeah. to me, that, that was the was best good. one. Yeah, that, that one was good. I yeah, couldn't it, watch the other TV shows, yeah. man. I couldn't fucking do it. It, right? it, had, it had the best acting, everything, you know. But, but I mean, I still like the other ones, but it's just that this was, like, actually truly good, you know. Um, so the fact that you say you watched, like, some 10-minute thing, let me tell you something. The production quality every year they make some of that, it gets worse. So I am not surprised that you watched it and you were like, this is bad. Because, you know, they're just trying to, what they're they're trying to do is, they're trying to capitalize on all the yous and me's out there who love that series and are just hungry for a little injection of that Stargate goodness, you know? That's all. I'm sorry, man. I'm Uh, sorry it was bad. I'm going to slightly alter my recommendation. I recommend that you two download one episode Ha! I will. Just I'll so you get a taste of what it is. No, I'll watch it. I What's it called? Stargate Origins. Stargate Origins. The first seven episodes are available. Are they airing like on the Sci-Fi Channel or something here? Uh, that I, I don't see that on IMDb. Where's it coming from? This isn't funded. Like this garbage. This isn't somebody's project, right? It's like, who made this? It's and why? Metro Goldwyn Meyer Studios. It was an actual production company. They must be airing this. Well, it says web download. I don't know. 
Okay. It must be airing this somewhere. It says TBS. No. Maybe it's uh maybe it's only being shown internationally. You know, foreign countries don't give a shit. <laughs> They're all savages. Dude, what was it from uh from Eurotrip? He's like Miami Vice. We just got it this year. We love American television. <laughs> or in Bratislava. Yeah. It's like it's a good thing you came in the summer. Winter can get very depressing. Oh wait, was David Odin Stiers in it? I don't know who that is. I typed in Stargate Origins and he came up. Oh no, he was in Atlantis. Yeah, he's in Stargate Atlantis. Yeah, he was. He's he's a nominated actor, not for his work in Stargate Atlantis, by the way, but for his work in Mash. He died today. Oh yeah, that guy. He was yeah. in Star oh. Trek too. Oh yeah, I heard about that. He was. Um, well, said he was in Mash. I don't know what what he. Uh, yeah, I don't know anything about Mash. I know James likes that show, but yeah, he was the bald like asshole surgeon. Yeah, everyone hated him. Yeah, yeah. And what was he in Star Trek? Uh, Compio. The guy he had like blotches on his head. Deanna Troy's mom wanted to marry him. Tried to convince him not to kill himself. Because his whole culture, like, died. You know, they killed themselves when they're 60 because they thought they weren't productive anymore. Wait, who's, I do remember that. I who's do the main that. character of this? Um, Catherine Langford. And she is in the... Who is she? So, in, in canon... She's, she's the old lady? Yeah, the old lady in Stargate SG-1, whose father found the Stargate in Egypt. Okay, 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 okay. She's a very okay. minor character in the show overall. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I do remember you talking about this, and I personally remember being a little excited about it. I remember seeing, we saw that little, there was like a little snippet or something they showed, and it was like the desert. So this is like when he finds it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I remember was talking about this, and I remember being a little like kind of pumped about it. But this whole 10-minute episode thing is BS. Like, whoever made this, man, you know, so I, it's so frustrating because it's like instead of cranking out garbage, make something qual make one piece of quality. You know? Just fucking like if if Sci Fi Network did this, but they made one fucking good thing. Like they just said, Hey, we're gonna make we're gonna make a fucking thing and it's gonna be good. We're gonna make we're gonna get a good cast, we're gonna put money into it, and we're gonna make a good thing. You know? Going cheap and just hoping and just re rehashing the same basic concepts and story arc bullshit. It just doesn't work. It's no good. And I don't know what he wants to see ten minute episodes. It's stupid. Yeah. You know? I uh I just I so I looked up I'm just weed reading about on Wikipedia. So Stargate Origins premiered on February fourteenth on MGM's Stargate Command subscription service. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> so this is like what CBS is doing with Star Trek, but worse. Wait, except worse. the CBS thing is actually good. Yeah, it slightly forked this conversation. I sent you guys a uh, a YouTube video of a review a review YouTube channel reviewing the first season of uh, Star Trek uh, Discovery. And they were talking about the crew comparison. They're like, Tilly, it's like, uh, she's like a less socially awkward Barkley. I was like, yes. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> nice. 
So apparently the all access pass for the Stargate, whatever the crap, is a one time <laughs> fee of twenty dollars US. Too much. And also offers additional content in the form of uh interviews, behind the scenes looks, and ability to stream every Stargate SG one, Atlantis, and Universe episode and all three movies. Okay, that's not actually bad for twenty bucks. <coughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, but why even do that? Like, if you're gonna charge for it, don't make garbage. Like, if I took a shit in my hand and then hold two mediocre gold earrings in my other hand and say, "Hey, pay me twenty dollars for this shit," and these ten dollar fucking gold earrings, and you pay twenty dollars, I got you. You know what I right. mean? Like, those movies are okay, and I would just download them. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, I, I mean. It's twenty. It's it's twenty eighteen, dude. Anybody can get anything on the web. I don't need to pay you for shit. You know, like paying for Star Trek is just for me easier. But I can watch it for free, very easily. Mm-hmm. You know, and also after I watched the begin first couple episodes, I was like, okay, this might be good. I was like, I'm gonna keep paying for it to let them know that I want to keep seeing content like this. You know, because I want a decent Star Trek show, and this turns out to be a decent Star Trek show, but. Otherwise, I'm not going to pay for shit and then reward you when you give me an old thing. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, I Michael, I, I post can't... them up on Pillager. Post them <laughs> on Pillager.com. Exactly. I uh, I ended up canceling my CBS one just because I wasn't, I wasn't using it at all. I mean... Yeah. Although I did obtain, through some other means, the episodes in question that I have missed... Have you watched okay. them? I have not. Fat. I'll, In due I, will, time, I, will, I will accept that, James. Michael, Mike's you need to watch phrase, that. You're not wrong. Yeah, yeah you need to, that doesn't mean <laughs> you shouldn't do anything, Michael. You should watch that, and, my, and Evan, you should watch fucking Altered Carbon. Okay? <laughs> you're both idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking watch it. God damn. <laughs> Jesus. Look at Evan. He's so happy with himself. Look. <laughs> He's like, right now, in his mind, he's like, God damn. He's like, I ain't never watching that shit more. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. All right, so good talk. Uh, watch one episode. If you're listening to this, don't watch any. Moving on to some uh, some game theory. I think we have an, an update from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So this is just uh, the video is actually pretty long. It's a ten minute long video. You don't need to watch the video. But uh, basically, we talked about I guess a couple weeks ago these knives only. He made it to uh, I think this is like level fifty two master prestige on Call of Duty. So he played the entire game with only knife kills, uh, melee kills with with bladed weapons and with shovels and trench knives and shit. So he played the entire game that way, beat the game. And beat the uh, and has been playing multiplayer like that. Not the game, excuse me, the multiplayer portion of it. I don't know about the game, but um, he has zero gun kills in the game. It's pretty amazing, a pretty amazing feat that he was able to do. So pr- pretty cool. Uh, but his video got very big, got a lot of news coverage. I mean, when we say news coverage, we're talking about Kotaku, not like fucking CNN, <laughs> you know. But uh, he got lots of news coverage of a sort and. Activision and Sledgehammer Games uh, sent him a couple of congratulations, and they sent him a message saying, oh, yeah, you're great, blah, blah, whatever. 
And one of the lead devs from Sledgehammer Games, they sent him a... And I'm going to just zoom, go back to the thing. Did so they can, send him, like, a custom knife? They sent him a plaque. They sent him a plaque and a letter. The letter's kind of cheesy, honestly, but... Uh, like, they sent him a knife. No, that'd be cool if they sent him a knife. No, but they, they sent him a... The or a plaque. $3,800 custom gaming rig. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool, too. No, they just sent him a plaque. It says Call of Duty World War II on it. It has the, has the two trench knives crossed. It has a picture of his character that he sent them, apparently. Then a thing that says uh, these knives only. It has his KDR on there and everything else like that. And uh, a letter, a custom, a letter signed by them, which is totally RP. The letter's RP as fuck. Um it's like from Forward Command, Sledgehammer Games, mm. uh, Airborne Division. It's really cheesy, but <laughs> it's cool that he was recognized. The plaque is cool. You know, I thought it was pretty interesting. I, and I, honestly, this reminds me of the old school days of, and obviously, you know, I don't think either of any of us were playing games when this was a thing, but it reminds me of the old school days when companies would engage kids and get them to play games by having competitions. That you could win some stuff, you could win a physical item in, and I wish the game companies did that now. It's like now they don't have to work that hard to get your money. Like they just make a thing, it's really mediocre, and people buy it like fucking crazy. So that's pretty depressing. But um, at any rate, this is kind of cool, you know. So I hope more game companies do this. They send him a letter, they send him a plaque, whatever. So he goes later on the, in the video. He he's just he spends a whole video talking about it, and then he plays a few rounds uh, of the game. So just something interesting. Uh, check it out if you feel like it. If you want to get a follow up on that, um, cool stuff. Probably the coolest piece of memorabilia I've ever seen uh, someone get is. Do you know the Twitch streamer Ninja? James? Yeah, sure. Kappa so, Kappa Ninja. Yes. So now he's primarily playing Fortnite, but you know back in the day. Uh, he used to play PUBG and before that Halo. So he and the team he's on won a couple of tournaments in PUBG. And I don't know if it's a trophy or if they just gave it to him, you know, as a piece of memorabilia. But they gave him a tier three helmet. Oh, that's so cool. Behind him is like a, you know, a face shielded armored helmet that you can wear. And I thought, yeah, that's pretty cool. Hmm. That is pretty cool. So that's why I thought, you know, they should have sent this guy a fucking knife. Or, you know, a bayonet or whatever. Mm-hmm. What's this guy's name? Um, it's Ninja or Kappa Ninja. No, this, this guy. Oh, these knives only. These knives only. Yeah. Like you're gonna catch these hands, but it's yeah. these knives. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Huh? You got it. I see. I'll have to look at that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but uh, cool stuff. And his video, actually, if you watch his channel, I spent some time watching his channel before. His channel is like nothing but him using knives in all kinds of games, and it's pretty interesting, actually. Um, the little, the crazy, weird shit he gets up to in these games, and how fucking riled up people get. When they get knifed, the whole game—they're like, "This motherfucker! God damn it! These knives only, mother!" It's funny to get super to salty if you get killed like that. Oh yeah, they get super salty, super salty. 
Um, I just put something else in there too. Um, if if you guys don't mind, I'm gonna jump to the next thing. So I feel like this is like something that we none of us really talked about last week, and I think kind of crept up. Um, Kingdom Come Deliverance. So I'm sure you guys have all been seeing that on YouTube and stuff like that, and on Twitch right now. Uh, the game is notoriously buggy as fuck. Um, it's a okay little background it's a game where you have a your character is a guy he grows up in a small town called scarlet's in bohemia which is now the czech republic uh the game is historically based so everything in the game that happened is a rough approximation of what that what happened around this person who i don't know who he is he might be an important character to the to the to the story of what is now the czech republic i'm not sure but i think more than likely he's a fictional character doing things in this historical world. And the game was supposed to be notoriously super historical. And it apparently apparently is very close, even to the way they make the weapons and stuff like that in the, you know, they didn't take any shortcuts and like all these little details. Um, game came under a lot of flack because there are no women in it. <laughs> or the women are treated, there are women in it, and they're treated like fucking pieces of meat. Um, and you can't play as a woman. You can't play as a black guy. You can't play as a character of any ethnicity. Well, isn't it, in the, isn't it in the Czech Republic? Yes. yes. Are there black people in Czech Republic? No. I don't. Not know. at this time. <laughs> not at this time. No. Right. Not at this time. And not in 1536 or whenever this takes place. And so were, were women, in fact, people back then? No. Not at all. Okay. They were. They, I mean, they were another thing that moved around the room and bore children and cooked food for you. You know, facts don't matter these days, Mike. <laughs> um, but but there weren't put it this way. There weren't women knights, you know. Sure. And women did not. Uh, right. There's a, a notable scene in the movie in the game where a woman's husband dies, and the lord of the land stops buying horses from the woman's from that from their their horse farm because he's like, I don't feel confident buying horses from a property owned by a woman. Woman, you know. So, I mean, it's just the times. People are very upset about it, but it's historically accurate, and I, I embrace the fact that they did this um, because historical histor- history is not going to be this place where you get hugs and everybody makes you feel better because you're a woman or because you're a black guy or whatever. Like, this, let's be realistic here. You know what I mean? We can't just glaze over everything. You know, Martin Luther King's speech was about fucking getting popcorn equality for popcorn lovers. No, it wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, like, like you could go so far with that kind of thing. You can't just gloss over everything that you don't like. So anyway, the game, not for me. I don't want to pay $60 for a single player, non multiplayer game, but I thought I saw this game, Michael, and I thought Michael would probably like this. Uh, well, it's already got one thing I hate. What's that? Set in like 15th century, whatever the fuck. That's true, but I feel like the game has enough going on in it that you might find it interesting. Um, <laughs> and, like, they take scenes of, like, drunken debauchery to the next level. Like, there's probably, like, a 30-minute long scene there where you play at, at, drunk with one of the other knights, one of the other lords, and you guys are drunk in a bathhouse cavorting with these women and fighting other men and then running around picking flowers in a drunken rage and doing all kinds of stuff. There's another time you and a priest are drunk and you're wasted ringing the bell at like 3 a.m. with these with these winches. I mean, there's a lot of this like shenanigans going on in the game. I think it's pretty cool. Um, and I've watched the playthrough of it and it's very enjoyable. Honestly, I, I don't want to play it, but I loved watching people play it. So um, 
one cool thing I noticed was the game, the quests in the game, they continue whether you're there or not. So there's one particular scene the guy watched, like his friend said, "Hey, come and let, come with us to throw throw um throw stuff at this guy's house. He just painted it. We want to fuck it up." And they were like, "He's like, no, no, I got stuff to do." So then he says, "Okay." His friend said, "Okay, we're gonna go." And they go. They run off. The dia- their dialogue continues to play, and if you're close enough, you can hear the dialogue. Um, and they and he follows them all the way to the guy's house and watches them reach down, pick up the dung from the dung heap, and they throw the dung at the house. They say the dialogue just like if you, it, but but except the dialogue excludes that you, it, it recognizes that you are not there, so it skips your dialogue parts and fixes their dialogues to make it be like they're just talking to each other. Um, it's hmm. pretty amazing. The whole things play out. Like, if you, there's another scene where a guy says, he says to the, the main character says to a guy, "Hey, can you help me hire some people to fill these jobs around the city?" Uh, and the guy says, "No problem. I'll go and look for people. Come back in a couple hours." And while the player is on some other like fetch quest in the town, he happens to see the same guy, and he thought, "Oh, the guy's just walking around." And he watches him, and the guy walks up to one of the homeless people there. He says, "Hey, there's a guy recruiting for jobs over there at the town place." He's like, oh, okay, cool. And he recruits the guy. The guy gets up and he walks to the place, you know, and the other guy gets up and leaves and keeps going to recruit more people. It's pretty cool, man. Like that whole concept, of it's a very, it's a living, breathing world. And they've done what they wanted to do in Star Citizen. They've done it very effectively. People go to sleep. They change clothes before bed. They eat, you know, they mm-hmm. fight other random NPCs. They have random encounters. It's a very cool. Like it's a, it's a cool world to be a part of. So, yeah, um, Kingdom Come Deliverance, if you're into sword play and sword fighting games, it has a very intense sword play fighting system. So, um, specifically designed for this game, and it's very nice. It's not just hack and slash, but it's like kind of a lot of thought has gone into it and a lot of moves and combos and things like that. It's kind of interesting. Combo breaker. Yeah. All right. That's all I got for that. Nice. Thank you. Now, on to the food. Jesus Christ, I got so many things here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. I, I feel like a, a, sh- a thing. That's a YouTube video, Michael. Oh, no, that's Crunchyroll. Um, I feel like when you hear my voice so much, you guys probably just get tired because I just rant on it. I'm so passionate about the stuff I put in here. All right, so. Shogo Keki no Slam. Shogo Keki no Soma. Okay. Oh, okay. So, I don't know what you're talking Endless Wasteland. Um, yeah, Shogo Keki no Soma. First things first. This is a food anime. Okay, it's a Japanese anime cartoon, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's probably my top, one of my top three animes of all time, personally. Um, so because stop, stop, stop. What? What is a food anime? So a- anime, a food anime basically means all. Basically, I'm calling it a food anime. But basically, what it is is it's a shonen, a shonen anime, which is like anime d- aimed at boys or boys people. to adult men, like say, uh, sixteen to twenty five, sixteen to thirty, something like that. Um, essentially, basically what it means is if a uh, shonen can be anything, any kind of anime where you see like sports anime or like ice skating or whatever, like those are all shonen animes. This particular one is a food, food based shonen anime. So the main character is a chef and he goes to a chef school 
And in the chef school, they have these things called shokogekis. And the shokogeki is a competition where any any student can challenge another student to a duel, a cooking duel, with judges and everything that the school hosts for them. And they have judges come in and they judge the food. And then at the end of the shokogeki, the, the, they can bet anything. They can bet, like, I'm going to have your room, uh, or you're going to be my helper for, like, six weeks, or you're going to be expelled from school. Like, they can bet anything. And the school they go to is the top chef school in supposedly in the world in this anime's universe um <clears throat> so that's the whole theme of the thing and the whole basically the main hmm. pull of this show because there's other food animes out there um actually evan i used to send evan recipes of this curry one that i used to read the manga of i can't think of it i think it was called the for the love of curry or something i don't know but uh they had a curry recipe in every anime every every magazine and uh, back in the day, I used to read that when I was supposed to be working <laughs> at the IRS. <laughs> and Evan look over his shoulder and be like, are you reading manga? I'm like, no. Can you look at this? Can we cook this? <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, this is similar to that one. But the reason why Shokokeki no Soma is so, so popular is because it has an Ichi element. So Ichi is a Japanese word for like kind of like naughty, you know, like or dirty like in a sexual way. So normally Ichi anime would be like, you'd see a guy, a male protagonist and a bunch of girls with big boobs and their boobs are always out and they're always running into these weird scenarios where he's falling on top of them and landing on their boobs or whatever. He sees them naked. That's Ichi anime. So this is an, this is also Ichi, but the thing about this is it has, it's only Ichi, it's Ichi, it's Ichiness is for both sexes, for men and women. And it's like when someone eats some of the food, they eat this kid's food, they have like this near orgasmic situation going on. So it's, it's like, but it's not done for the sake of like the sexual, like you're getting turned on by this, like most Ichi anime is. This is done for the love of the food and you can see that like the food is the star I, I know it's crazy right the food is the star of this anime and you can tell that the person who makes it the author the writers everyone who works on the staff is passionate about what is is the star of this and you know you can it's so hard to tell people in a comic book or in a cartoon how this tastes how this taste should feel you know let me tell you something. The thing about this anime that got me into it, the reason why I like it, and because this this actually watching this changed my food life. Okay, and I'm still not completely a changed man because I'm lazy. But along maybe two or three years ago, I decided I should only eat things that taste good, and when I eat them, I should enjoy myself. I should take the time to spend money on things that are good, and that was because of this anime. Because the kids, the stuff in these, the stuff the people in these animes eat is like so tier one. And they take so much time in perfecting it and making it great. Like it's important that, that like it means something. And here I am shoveling like ground beef and fucking mashed potatoes into my face. And these guys are making some amazing thing, you know? And that's basically what this, the whole thing is about this. It's very good. Um, there's lots of food. Lots of food battles. The food battles are very well done. It's a good time. And you can watch it free on Crunchyroll with ads. Um, there are three seasons of it. So if you have nothing to do and you feel like watching 
some anime or experiencing your first anime, this is a great place to start. Um, there's another link in the description here of people on YouTube who've made the food from the show. Please go check it out. You can make everything that the kids make. They're all it's all crazy. They have one thing. It's called Mopu Mofo Pu Mabu Tofu. Mabu Tofu, yeah. So the Mabu Yeah. So the Mabu they make Mabu Tofu, but they use he uses ramen noodles. He puts the Mabu Tofu on top and then he has a big meatball that's been soaking in this soy sauce. It's called a lion head, lion's head meatball, I think. Mm-hmm. It's been soaking in this mixture, and hollowed out inside is a nugget of curry, of curry, of golden curry sauce. And so you cut into it, and the curry spills out, and it's amazing. And I've seen, they have there's a couple of videos of people making that. So uh, whether for good or for bad, however they make it, but um, I saw someone, uh, a famous YouTuber, and his parents made it for Thanksgiving, and it was looked fucking amazing. So. Yeah, a lot of these recipes, all the videos look delicious. The one that caught my eye was the soft-boiled egg tempura. Um, it looks so good. I love tempura, the crunchy, you know, outer batter and everything. Yeah. But then that surrounding a nice soft-boiled egg just looks really good to me. You know what that reminds me of? A scotch, a scotch egg. Yeah. Almost. Very yeah. similar. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so a lot of stuff in here is very cool. So I do I, I think it's worth watching. If you're into food, if you're a foodie, um, I think it's worth watching. You're into think, food. Yeah, I think it's worth watching. All right. Um, so actually, that kind of covers the next thing I put here, which was like a food rant, which was like, we should all do better. You know, we need yeah. to eat better. And I got the I got the Instant Pot because I was like, I want to do better. You know, I want to eat things that taste good. I want to take time to cook things that taste good. I'm going to challenge myself to make something from the Shokugeki no Soma um, catalog, and I'm going to challenge my friends to make something. And we're gonna—I'm gonna see if I can get everybody involved in some kind of a food cooking thing at uh, someone's house. Um, I did one a couple of years ago with Claudia and Nancy, in which I lost horribly. And it's funny—the thing I made—I made a—I uh, made a cheesecake a cheesecake cupcake it was a cupcake cheesecake thing and i made it and i wasn't super pleased with the outcome i it was a little rushed i had to make it on the fly there at someone else's house and everything like that but it was one of the better things i had ever cooked and the two girls tasted it and they were like this is fucking five out of ten not great (laughs) yeah Really? Well, because because hey, both of them eat well. They've tasted good things before, you know. They're not they're not eating fucking like whatever garbage. They just shovel like what like, I'm just shoveling whatever. I'm like, oh, this is a casserole, and really it's just fucking some noodles I threw in with a pot with some fucking whatever, and I stirred right. it all up. You know, they they don't eat like that. So of course they're like they're gonna taste this thing that I'm like this is pretty good, and they're gonna be like no, it's not good. You know, I think so. for for the three of us. Excuse me if I'm speaking out of turn here, but no. it's mostly been quantity over quality for yeah. most of our lives. No, absolutely. We should probably flip that around. <clears throat> absolutely. Because you know what? Dude, food can be a fucking experience. Like, it's exaggerated in the Shogokeki no Koma Soma uh, anime, but that's the way they have to show you like what you should experience. And I want to have food that's an experience. I want to have food that I'm like, this is good. Like, wow. 
like the pizza I had Staro Stella Barra, the Stella Barra pizza we ordered was amazing. It was amazing. We got three pizzas for seventy two dollars, mm-hmm. and it was fucking amazing. It's the best pizza I ever had in my entire life. Where was this? Stella Barra in I don't know. We ordered it from somewhere. We door dashed it to the house. In Honduras, in America, and it was obviously in like the Rockville Bethesda area. It was at it was at Claudia's wow. house, wow. not Honduras, motherfucker. <laughs> Amsterdam, I don't know. No, Wheaton. Got it. We ordered Got it, it. And we ordered it in DoorDash from Wheaton, and it came to the house. And at Stella Bar is a place that many people know. We don't know because we're all idiots. But and Evan lives in Tennessee, but. It's apparently a place that people know is a good pizza place. And yeah, the never heard are, of it, but all right. Yeah, the pizzas are very pricey, but fucking, they're fucking amazing. We got meatballs from there. Oh, oh, the meatballs made my fucking dick just twinge a little bit there. <laughs> You're like $25 for a pizza? You nuts. Domino's got like seven bucks. Yeah. Well, there's a difference between them. There's a big difference. A big difference. You know, like we all got to do better. It's just like we were talking about earlier with the American cheese thing, you know? It's like, do you just want to put anything on your fucking food? That okay, reminds well, me. Yeah. I meant to ask you, if you were to replace the American cheese on the McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel, what type of cheese would you replace it with? Oof. That's a tough one. You know, okay. Amer- American cheese gives you the texture, but with a mild flavor. It gives you the, it adds a sort of creaminess. Would you add a provolone, which might have a more pronounced flavor, whether it's smoked or not? A mozzarella, a Colby, a pepper so, jack. Um, pepper jack might be good. Pepper jack might be good, but you know what just jumped out to me when you said that? Munster. Okay. The only That's reason it's creamy. Say it, it's creamy. The flavor's pronounced. To me, American cheese does not have any flavor. It's just it's creamy texture and it but it's like uh it, it's just nothing, you know? Like when I drink when I have my when I drink cheddar when I when I have put when I buy cheddar, it's extra sharp. You know, I have some mild in the refrigerator right now, but I got it on the I got it on the on the rush. But normally I get cheddar, it's extra sharp. Like I want to taste it. Like I want the cheese sensation to be violence in my mouth. And and uh I feel like Munster would offer me that. It'd be give me what I like, but there's still the creaminess. But not I don't care about melty, like bleh, I don't care about that. Like I want to taste something that's nice and Munster gives you the best of both worlds to me. Plus, what it's a if, fun-ass cheese. It's a yeah. party and cheese. What if you could mix, like, uh, a Swiss with a blue cheese in a slice and melt that on top of the steak bagel? That'd well, in great. the steak bagel. That'd be great. Because I know some high-end steaks are often served with blue cheese. Uh, I don't know that I understand that. But I feel like the Swiss and blue cheese might be nice. The Swiss might offer a smoothness where the blue cheese offers that tartness, mm-hmm. and it'd be an interesting combination. I would love to try that. But uh, steak and blue cheese, I really don't get. Mm-hmm. Like they have, the, you know, I've seen the steaks with the blue cheese, the seared blue cheese crumbles or whatever. Yeah, they have blue cheese burgers. It. Yeah, and blue cheese burgers. Sure. I don't get it. Okay. I, I think it's for if you want the extreme flavor punch, and I do understand that, but that it, blue cheese is not one of my favorite cheeses. So for me, it doesn't work very well. Yeah. Fair enough. So, okay, that was sorry to uh, divert wherever we were, no, but that we were just popped into my head. Yeah, it's a good question. That's so all I got on that. We do have a French fry survey. <coughs> if any of our listeners have not taken it yet, uh, which they have not, because 
as of two hours ago, there were actually one person did. I apologize. Um, as of two hours ago, there were three votes and four people. I think Mike voted this morning. Um, so we're going to post that, post a link to that on our Facebook account once more in the show notes. Um, probably leave it open for another week, maybe two, and then check out the results. Uh, lots of choices there. Some mostly local, some farther west coast chains like you know in and out uh whataburger that don't really get uh east of texas so check it out we'll make sure you get that link we'll be interested in the results um is this next link yours james just like jesus or is that mike's how to make oh. wine in a something blasphemy that's got to be mike that's okay be... <laughs> just okay. like jesus <laughs> <laughs> We'll we'll come back to that uh, in in just a minute. Um, the next link in there is something that I mentioned earlier in the show. Ms. Flo Lum, she's actually married. Um, I put a link in there to her playlist of instant pot recipes. There's oh Jesus Christ, something I just saw Italian bread soup. That's right, that's right up your alley, James. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like tossing a loaf of bread, a whole tube of Italian seasoning, some beef broth. Simmer that for like 12 hours. Toss in some raw ground beef. Good to go. Ugh. There are some good recipes on here. There's obviously the ramen and pho recipes. Um, Chinese sticky rice ribs. Uh, Korean galbi short ribs. Various types of adobo. <laughs> uh, Portuguese chicken. Let's see, risotto, egg, chicken and eggplant curry. So there's more on her channel. I mean, you know, she does other like vlogs and stuff like that. Um, but just in case anyone has an instant pot or is interested in this, um, I'll be curious, you know, how your adventures with yours go. But if you also try any of these recipes, most of them seem fairly simple. Yeah, that'd be interesting to check out. That. You know what might be a good addition, since you're buying all my recommended appliances, <laughs> is an air fryer. Have you seen those? Yeah, I have. How does that work? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't looked into it too much, but it seems to be some sort of magic. Um, <laughs> you do... I'm sure there needs to be a little bit of oil, even if it's just on like the bottom grate to not stick. But I think it just circulates you know, really hot air. Um, I, I don't know if it's exactly like broiling, but it's like a, you know, I guess a convection oven. But since you're not really putting things in a vessel, like a Pyrex dish or anything, it, the the hot air gets a chance to circulate entirely around the food to make it crispy, as far as I can tell. Uh, but, you know, that's like another hundred bucks. But I hear and see really good things, like the Philips Air Fryer. So maybe that's worth another investment a few months down the road. Let's see. What's Mike's article say here? Uh, you can make wine or instant pot. Bullshit. Some dude went full Jesus with America's hottest kitchen appliance. Let's see. I don't know how this works. The recipe calls for an enormously 
An enormous supply of patience. Process takes 48 hours. Oh, he did make a Merlot. I feel like you just put wine in there and make a mess, and then he comes out and you're like, oh, it's wine. I mean, maybe you put, like, wine, or no, like, grape juice and sugar and yeast. Does wine doesn't have yeast, does it? No. That's how beer gets alcohol. Yeah, no, it's not you, yeah. Oh, he did, actually. Uh, It resulted in a recipe um, that involves a 64-ounce bottle of Welch's grape juice, a cup of granulated sugar, a pack of Lalvin red wine yeast, which is something I did not know existed, a uh, clear packing tape, and a funnel. Sounds like a party. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's right, James. So you two can... Manufacture wine. Look in at your, the color of the wine. Pot. It looks horrible. Almost looks like a watered down red wine. Are you clicking? Did you click on his link his, to his recipe? No, I didn't. Okay, click on the link to his recipe. I don't know. I, actually, I'm not. Maybe this is all on his thing here. Yeah, no, it's not on the picture here. It's not on the page. Is it? Oh, no, it's on his blog. It's on his blog. Like food, food and service, yeah. Oh, my God. Look at the picture of it. You guys seeing that? It looks, it's looks so... like beet juice. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Perfect <laughs> beet juice. It looks like wine. The color is just horrendous. Oh, yeah, I guess it's, well, it's a little a little murky. No, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> and and, and you some put bits it back in there. into the grape juice container, it definitely looks like beet juice in that thing. Yeah, man. My goodness. Is this something you should be drinking? Like, could this kill you? Are you willing to try? Yes. Okay. without a doubt i will try this if if you seem like the adventurous type try (laughs) so ridiculous yes you too can have subpar wine yeah (laughs) you have subpar wine for three times the price exactly (laughs) of a box of franzi you can get a nice (laughs) bottle of wine for like 15 bucks just this packet of yeast is like 12 (laughs) dollars shipped oh my god really yeah huh that's a five pack though, so you can make it's you know. But right. a bottle of grape juice is four bucks, so you're already in the negative. Yeah, true. It's worth. But, it's probably worth an experience. But I just, so. I just wanted to to show you guys that it, it is a thing. Apparently, I mean, lots of stupid things are things. But thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Does that made okay. me think of uh, what was it? You know. Other other the difference between us and other banks is other banks are banks. Yeah. <laughs> uh did you guys discuss the French fry thing? Yes. Okay. Did you vote yet? I told everyone you voted. I have not. So you like okay. you like Well I to told them that this morning you had not, so make sure you do by today. Oh, I will. Don't worry. Um I didn't I didn't realize it was open to uh Open to everyone, so I'll I'll go ahead and cast my vote. Yes, of course. Uh, and you mentioned we're going to post it elsewhere? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. All right, cool. So uh, tell us about Miss Lum. Oh, we, we discussed that. Oh, you did? Okay. Yes. Yeah, we skipped oh, okay. to, uh, we did a little, little, little roundabout. I yeah. see. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good, uh, good food talk. I have a couple ribeye steaks in the fridge I need to cook. I got By some. the way, good. 
I had often heard that, you know, you can, you should let your, your steak come up to room temperature and then you can salt it to draw out some of the moisture, dry it off, reseason and, and get a nice sear. I did that, let it come up to room temperature, did that whole process, really didn't notice any, you know, improvement in the meat. So I'm just going to take it straight from the fridge, salt, pepper, garlic powder, onion powder into the pan. Do you dry them? Do you, do you dry it at all? No. So, I started drying steaks recently, and it... I don't know. I can't cook, so it doesn't make a difference. To me, the extra effort <laughs> is not noticeable, so I'm not doing it anymore. So my mom always recommends the same thing. Bring it up to room temp, or at least, you know, leave it out for a little while. And then also she, she dries them. Yeah. You know, I will say just one with like thing. a paper towel or something, but... I don't know. You know, I have no idea if it makes a difference or not. Yeah, just you know? pat it down. If yeah. you bring it up to, if you let it come to room temperature, the only advantage is that it cooks faster. Mm-hmm. That's about it. But, you know, it'll cook like two minutes per side faster versus the four hours that it sits on the counter coming to room temperature. Sure. Right, exactly. All so, right. Anyways. Yeah. Interesting. How many minutes per side? Uh, it depends. I usually do about four to five minutes per side on, uh, I always cook on medium heat. I let the pan heat up for about 10 minutes. So you do get a little bit of sear. I like my steaks medium to medium well. So you might do, you know, three minutes per side or something. What kind of pan you... Got going on. Uh, it's just a it's a T-fowl nonstick frying pan. Mm. Nothing too special. I think it was you know twenty bucks. It's round. It is round. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't have cast iron or anything. That's seems like a lot of work. Yeah. I would like to try and reverse sear a steak one of these days. What the hell? You you bake it in the oven to get it to your desired doneness. And then you have, ideally, a scorching hot cast iron pan. It's been heating up for like 20 minutes on high. And then you basically just you toss the essentially cooked steak in there to crust up the outside. Oh, okay. To sear it, yeah. So, what's it called? He bought the, uh, one of the guys from work, I think I mentioned this before, but he bought the Savie Mm -hmm. thing. And he puts his steaks in there. He gets out. What comes out is this clammy gray mass. Yep. Yep. Then he throws that on the thing. It's like, tss, tss, gives it two little like tss, tss, yep. quick hits. <laughs> and then he's got something nice on the other end that comes out juicy and fucking it's great. You know? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So, James, you have to get an air fryer and a $250 sous vide machine. <sighs> yeah, man. I was going to buy one of those. And I was like, no. Explain to me these air fryers, Evan. Because I've been seeing something about that. Uh, we went over it briefly. It's still kind of a mystery to both of us, but uh, okay. it, it seems like it just circulates hot air directly around the food instead of having the food sit in a pan and you know have <laughs> I don't know how that works. being obstructed. 
Like, how does that fucking like work? Through the magic of induction. Like, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> exactly. You say induction to me, all I think is, like, some fan sucking fries up to a grate, and the fries, like, and then falling down. <laughs> falling down. Like, that's it's like induction. the machine purposely clogs itself every 30 seconds. Yeah. And then shuts exactly. off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Say, like three hours later, you'll have some ruined French fries. <laughs> Now you're speaking yeah. my language. <laughs> yeah. Mike, do you make that fucking tuna casserole yet? No, sir. God damn it. I think I need to go buy the ingredients again. Yeah, it's we'll, been like we'll, two months. Well, please, some of them. Please hurry up. Oh, none of the ingredients. Well, the vegetable components, if you have some. I mean, the peas all... are probably freezer burned. Oh, no. I have peas long. Oh, that, that I'm not worried about that. I'm talking about like chips. I don't have any chips. Chip. Don't put chips on there. Don't worry about that. So, what do you If you want to go it? buy the recipe, fine, but. Don't you? Yeah. So what do you put on it? Or in it or whatever? I personally don't think a, t- a tuna noodle casserole needs a topping. But yeah, why would you put me. something on top? I never heard put of that. Put cheese. Melt cheese on top. What is it with white people always trying to put something on top of something? James, this, we don't cook casseroles in this house, okay? This so I don't green know. Beans so I don't know what to soup. do. <laughs> yeah, we don't do that either, all right? <laughs> That's fucking we don't, delicious. We don't it's make horrible. that here, okay? It's horrible. <laughs> I've never made that. Not going to make it. Oh, All right. Jesus. First time Whatever. I saw that at someone's dinner table, I was like, what the fuck is that? I was right? like, first time I saw it, I was like, is this a commercial? Like, like <laughs> you can't you guys have fried onions. <laughs> you guys have food people nobody eats, but the, you only see on TV here. <laughs> like, I've never seen this anywhere before. Except for uh, commercials uh, selling those little French's dried bits. Delicious. I have had those. Horrible. Just mushroom soup is not great. Mushroom soup is like it's like hatred soup. It's like if you fucking cream want to show somebody you don't like them, cream of mushroom soup is fine. Cream of mushroom soup. Dude, cream, cream that, mushroom soup. Campbell's fine. cream of mushroom soup is not meant to be eaten as soup. It is only an ingredient in other meals. Blech. Well, I've eaten it as soup because I'm an idiot. <laughs> it's <laughs> not good. <laughs> I, I, I took soup. a bite straight out of the can. How do you white people eat that stuff? Yeah, properly is the answer. <laughs> He's like, like gentlemen, not like a savage. Oh, yeah, the only God. thing that's suitable for eating straight out of a can is uh, Chef Boyardee ravioli. Ravioli, thank you. I was going to say ravioli, right. And white grape peach uh, drink mix. Oh. <laughs> that's a fucking super throwback from like 20 years ago. Oh, yes, God. it is. Mike. That is, ooh, that shit's rough. You don't want to fuck with that. You know, it's like, do you fuck with the war? Well, you don't, you don't fuck with this shit, all right? <laughs> James, do you know about that? No, I don't know about that. In high Is... school, there was a three-way phone call between myself, your best friend, Daniel, and Mike. And Mike, we're like, Mike, what's up? He's like, oh, I'm just eating some uh, white grape peach frozen drink mix with a spoon. We're like, what? And he took a bite and started dying coughing, and we've never let him live it down since. What? What do you mean? Frozen drink mix? You mean like the stuff like, like you used to get the Donald Duck can of orange juice that's frozen? Uh-huh. Yep. Like yeah. that. Yep. Yes. Eating it with a spoon. Oh man. Eat that the way it is, out of a freezer. Jesus a spoon. Christ! I could do that. I could do that. <laughs> yeah, it's delicious. Yeah. But he fucked up. It started coughing, and now we just make fun of it. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I started like, I guess it went down the wrong pipe, or I don't oh, know yeah. what it was, or what, whatever, what happened. But you it were was... moments from death. Yeah, I was like coughing, you know, like one of those, uh, you know, like like you can't breathe, you know, like you're going to die. You know, like. I, I, I accidentally inhaled soup today, like burning <laughs> hot soup. It was a bad idea. I was like, I was like, 
I was like, <laughs> 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 spit it all over the keyboard. I was like, Jesus. Oh man. <laughs> no, I just I cleaned everything up. It's fine now. But yeah, yeah I bet. Like a noodles room. <laughs> no, I can't use them as a keyboard. <laughs> Shut up, Michael. I was like, yeah, I bet. Ah. Shut the hell up. Did you lift all the keys? <laughs> no, I didn't lift the keys, but it just it got on the bottom part here. It got on the bottom part. It's like it's like <sighs> a phone, right? It just poured rice in there. It'll absorb the liquid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wet rice. Like my keyboard feels extra crunchy today. Oh, you gotta oh, throw man. the whole thing away. Yeah. We move on to the extra section. What do you got yeah. here, Mike? So I read this long ass story the other day on. I well, I came across it, of course, where I come across all my stories via Facebook. Um, this is actually on the Huffington Post. It was about this guy, this guy named Jerry and his wife. He found a flaw in the uh, in a in a uh, in a lottery game that was being offered by his in his state of uh, Michigan, right? And it was called uh, windfall or cash. This is called windfall, and they they only offered it though for a few years, and then they stopped offering it. But he found out that they were offering it a very similar game called cash windfall. In like Massachusetts or some shit like that, and so he started driving like seven hundred miles to um, Massachusetts to start playing the game there. Now the whole thing was he figured out a flaw in the system where so if no one wins the jackpot for X amount of time, and the jackpot becomes I think over two million dollars, like two million dollars or more. Then instead of having to get, you know, all five numbers right, you can get four numbers right or three numbers right. And instead of getting, like normally you win $10, you'll win $20, right? Like the amount you win doubles. So he's like, you're actually making money on the tickets. Hmm. You know, it's, you know, I mean, of course there's, you could have bad luck and someone could actually win like that jackpot and then you're fucked, you know? But yeah, so he figured out this system and he's like, if you buy enough tickets, it's worth it, you know? Right. So he started he started buying like a lot of fucking tickets. And I mean it's like he'd be like, All right, eighteen thousand dollars worth of tickets, you know, let's do it. <laughs> you know? Like I mean insane amounts, you know? But they they have like running totals of everything they did and stuff in this article. It's a very long article, but it's it's worth a read if you get a chance. Um, I mean, they're like manually doing all this shit, you know, like they're crazy, but the final, like the final totals were nuts. Like he ended up, you know, bringing other people in on it, you know, and like, they're like, you know, other quote unquote investors, you know, (laughs) all this stuff. Right. So the final shit in Michigan, they, uh, played $1.8 million total. So that's how many tickets they bought. You know, how much money in tickets. Are you fucking serious? I mean, it's over like three or four years or something. Oh, okay. And they won $2.65 million. Not bad. So it's $850,000, you know, net. Then in Massachusetts, uh, they spent $17.3 million. Now, this is over like eight or nine years or some shit. That's like a long time. $17.3 million. And they won $24.2 million. Uh, 
So they netted $6.9 million for Massachusetts. I don't know. That seems like... So grand total of $7.75 million from both both places. Seems like a lot of work for... It's a lot of work. It's a lot it's of a work. It's a payoff, but most people, like, the average person wouldn't even have that much money going through them through themselves in, like, five or six years. It's not something that regular people can do. Like, this yeah. is obviously people, obviously people already have money. Well, they have money as in, like, the guy was, like, 65 and ready to retire and, like... Yeah. Like, all right, you know, I got some money saved up. Let's... Evan, are you looking at their article, at Michael's article? I'm not. Well, click on the article, scroll about 75% of the way down... And there's a picture of the family. The old man and the mother are wearing are in the middle. Old man's wearing a blue shirt. The mother's wearing a lime green shirt. Next to the mother is a I guess probably let's say a daughter. Next to her is another daughter. And next to her on the right on the far end is Blower at forty five years old. <laughs> the whole time I'm scrolling down listening to you, I'm thinking, I wonder if Mike can paint this picture in his head or if he's just having numbers fly by. you look at that guy and you tell me that is not an old michael you're telling you're saying the green jacket yes 100 percent. he if mike if you try very hard you can be that guy you could be that guy yeah you just have to lose some weight but you could totally be that guy (laughs) i don't know if that's a good thing i mean he has money maybe maybe his dad has money his toes aren't pointed out far enough for how Mike stands, but otherwise, that's true. It's not bad. Yeah, that's a. He's definitely definitely a future blower, though. So that's a, that's a good takeaway, though. Not bad. Yep. So they uh, yeah, they were doing doing the darn thing, um, gaming the system, quote unquote. Although, not really, because that's the how the game was designed, like on purpose. Yeah. And. The lottery officials eventually they kind of caught on to like like because it turns out there was also a group from MIT that caught on to this, and they were working on this, and then some other group was working on it, and so the lottery officials some of them actually knew kind of what was going on. They're like, oh yeah, we see these large groups of people, we see people buying over x amount of tickets at one location. You know, like it's like what the fuck's going on? You know, they get reports of all this stuff, but they kind of like let it go for a long time. And eventually there was an investigation and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Nothing ever came of these people, though. They're like, no, we're good, you know? You know why, Mike? White? Yep. <laughs> I mean, what, what, even if they weren't, no, 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 I don't think that's the case. <laughs> what, what could they have possibly done to them? What would they have said, you know what I mean? What would they have done to them? Oh, you guys took advantage of a flawed system that we should have, you know I mean? This is one of those things where they say, yeah, I mean, it's... Okay, all right. Yeah, we you fucked won. up. Yeah, we fucked up. It's our fault. See you later. It's not going to happen again. You know? Yeah. So of course they discontinued the game. You know, and yeah. then that's it. It's like now the game is starting again in Indonesia, and you know, <laughs> yeah. Jake and his wife are flying out to Indonesia three times a month to go <laughs> buy tickets there. Like, so you yeah. fired Milton? Like, no, we fixed the glitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Now the lottery commission goes up in flames. Oh yeah, no, some heads rolled over there. Eventually, for sure, I'm sure. So uh, next Just up, like, I don't. Uh, I'm sorry, Mike. Oh, go ahead. Just like the uh, Twitch Prime thing, did we talk about that? No, I might have talked about that with someone else. So, for like for the last few days, 
Twitch streamers have been getting like thousands and thousands of Twitch Prime subs every day, which is very unusual. But if you don't know, if you have Amazon Prime, you can link that to your Twitch.tv account and give uh, a free uh, monthly sub to your favorite streamer. Someone found out that if you sign up uh, for a new Twitch account, which the only verification is a valid email address, like a, a unique valid email address, then you get a month of Twitch Prime trial for free. So people were just making email addresses and email addresses and Twitch accounts and Twitch accounts, linking them and giving these Twitch streamers free money. So that like Ninja, who we mentioned earlier, went from like 40, like 45,000 subs to 115,000 in like Holy a couple shit. days. Yeah. And I'm sure so, they caught on. So someone from Twitch and or Amazon, since I think Amazon owns Twitch, uh, I'm sure that some people are losing their jobs over this, but that the streamers will still get paid. Good. Really? Yeah. Hmm. They would catch if they didn't pay that out, man. They would catch so much shit from from like you know a PR oh, yeah. standpoint. Yeah, I'm sure they're like, okay, well, we'll take this loss, but it's not happening again. Yeah. And the you can take the money from these people's salaries who no longer work there. Yeah, and basically give it to the streamers. But I think basically. you could. I'm sure there's a there's a you know terms of service. I'm sure there's something in the agreement whenever you sign up for Twitch or whatever it is that says, you know, no automated methods of doing you know signing up or getting subscribers or blah blah blah. I mean, it's not the streamers themselves aren't doing it; their viewers are doing it. Hmm. Like if I'm watching someone, I'll go sign up for you know thirty new accounts while I'm watching them for five hours and give them thirty new subs. Mm-hmm. So just a little loophole there. It reminded me of the whole, since we're talking about the lottery situation. Anyways, please continue. All right. Well, uh, I don't know if you guys heard. There was a bomb scare at Einstein High School. Uh, AEHS. That's right. Uh, this was on March 1st. So that was Thursday. Um, someone apparently sent in a th- the threat via email. <laughs> That's the, 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 we're in the future, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking pieces of shit are super lazy these days. <laughs> <laughs> they sent an email about one thirty PM indicating some kind of explosive device was outside the school. Bomb sniffing dogs searched the school grounds, but did not find any threat. Students were supposed to leave at two thirty. But dismissal was delayed while the school was on lockdown. Mm. So I was probably trying to get out of getting their ass beat by some some bully. I'll get you at the school, motherfucker. Like, oh, God. Hmm. Who knows? Yeah, I haven't been able to find too much uh, follow-up detail about this. So. But, you know, eh, I saw I saw another article like police are searching for who did it. Okay. <laughs> you know, like, that's it. Like, all right, cool. You know something I just remembered about Einstein? And James, I don't know if this was present when you went to the original one before the whole remodeling. Present, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a childhood development course. Yeah. In the basement. And there was like a playground out back of the school. Where the fuck did those kids come from? Why are you bringing like toddlers to a high school? 
they were either kids that belonged to students or kids that belonged to parents who would like put their for a low for a lower rate they put their kids in maybe they could teachers? put their kids in the childhood development class maybe that some seems teachers? so weird to me i don't i don't know maybe teach i never heard about any teachers kids coming there but i'm sure it's possible i don't know i never really thought about it at that point i never i don't know if i ever saw these little kids maybe i did but i, I always thought I it was recall. like oh this is where kids pre- pregnant pregnant daughter pregnant women's pregnant girls kids go that's what I always thought. That could be but, that's a valid point. I was see, like, uh, you know, put them in the pen in the corner of the basement. Yeah, put them in the pen over will. there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you say the basement, what do you mean basement? Of the the new Einstein had a oh, okay. lower floor. Okay, no, no, I never been in there. I, I never. Been yeah, there's the a main floor, an upper floor, and a lower floor. Yeah, the old Einstein did not have a. If it had a basement, it's not a place where we ever went. So that's where like art classes and photography classes were. In the new Einstein, yeah, okay, yeah. In the in the other Einstein art. Oh, I had a, I had math classes down there. The yeah, fuck? matter of fact, child development was on the second floor in the old Einstein. It was in the second floor, I think. Second floor, um, no, not second floor. It was on the first floor down the hall on the art wing. You see, you had the art class. Then next to art, you'd had home ec, and then behind home ec, you had, uh, I think, behind home ec, you had child development. I believe okay. I might be wrong there. I don't remember any basement. Wow, that's creepy. That school always had a basement. Nuts. After you left, it did. Yeah, I mean, they must have. It must have always had one, and nobody just. We just never had to go down there for any reason. <laughs> How did they? Would they add a basement? They go, gutted it and built. Man, a basement? the boilers. We need a basement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Exactly. I mean, I'm assuming they didn't. They didn't tear the school down and build it back, did they? Yes. I thought they just gutted it. I was sure they tore it down. It cost twenty million dollars. Oh, maybe they did. I don't know. It took hmm. like three, four years. Yeah, I don't know. All right, that's your homework, Evan. Find out. No. Investigate. I'll investigate child abuse at Albert Einstein High School. It's not what we're talking about, but okay. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> That's your child abuse and I'm talking about the rebottle. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> He's like, all right, child rape at Albert Einstein. Like, whoa, oh, whoa, whoa, Jesus whoa. Christ! Hell, <laughs> like, fuck. No. Uh, okay. Thank you for that recap of uh, American high school laziness, Mike. Uh, okay, sure. About the you know emailing instead of calling. Oh, them. yeah. Well, no, that's just that's just our day and age now. You know, just, just like automatically respond to bomb threat emails with "do it, pussy." <laughs> yeah, right. Call the bluff. Mm-hmm. I feel like anybody who calls in a bomb threat is not actually there's not like it's not legit. Like if you want to blow, if you go to the effort of blowing something up, you're trying to blow it up. Not yeah, you're just calling do a threat. It. Yeah. Nobody we going to go recover the, the bomb, return yeah, exactly. to the scene of the crime. Exactly. We, I uh, changed my mind. We have, we <laughs> but maybe, I'm too lazy to get it, so we, I'm going to call in a risky bomb. <laughs> you guys probably have this too, but at my job, we have a, you know, they we have things posted around. It's like if someone calls in a bomb threat, you know, what do you do? It's like ask the caller if they can tell you when the bomb will go off. Where is the bomb? Blah blah. Like there's like all these things you're supposed to go down the list. No, we don't it's have like, to hang that. up. Hang yeah, up and leave up. the building. Hang, Talk to hang, no one. Hang up and don't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hang up and don't tell anyone. Yeah, right. Yeah, at our office, if someone... Nothing like that would happen at our office, but if something like that did, 
I mean, the well, I mean, I'm at a government office, right? Yeah, so, it's different. You yeah. know, so I'm thinking maybe Evan has that at his job. Maybe he doesn't yeah. even realize it. You know, but probably because he's not there very often. I yeah. mean, somebody has a plan. I'm sure they probably have a incident response, like mm-hmm. the Cylons. Yeah. All right. One more thing. What do we got down here, James? Um, that's just the Santa ape thing. That's all from. Uh, Please refresh uh, my memory because I don't know what you're talking about. It's the story of Christmas, the the the, the large red ape who made toys out of excrement, excrement and bones, and <laughs> threw them at predators. <laughs> oh, this is from the ghost of the cybernetic yeah. ghost of oh, Christmas okay. Past from the future. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, Evan's just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then I say that, and he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. that makes much more sense. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, it. I forgot about that part. Oh, too. this is the one with dancing? Yeah. Uh, is it? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, because Carl's like, I'm going to sell the house because there's blood everywhere. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's the elf, the elf burial ground. Yeah, he's like, he's like you must uh, give yourself to the ape. In space, dude, I have like, to watch this episode sexually. It's like what? Carl's like, all right, I'll move it out. <laughs> yeah, that was a good episode. Fucking, they need to do more. Dude, Honestly, they're all they good. Could, they're all. They good. could have built a suite of episodes around that fucking guy, the Ghost of Christmas Past from the future. They could have just built a whole thing around him. It's so good. It is mm-hmm. pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Honestly, all of their side note characters are great. Yeah. Um, all of them are good. The fucking guys, the Moon Knights, oh, fucking Ham Banana, Willie um, Nelson, fucking the guys Billy like, get, the, get the jiggling. Yeah. Jiggle oh Billy. My God. Jiggle Billy. Oh, they're so good. Man. I like the Wisdom Cube. Yeah. <laughs> wisdom Cube, frat, the Frat Aliens, of course. Oh, Frat Aliens, yeah. yeah. Dude, I want to make a. Uh, uh, the moon, not Moonanites. The what's the guys? The pointy, the pointy bodies. <laughs> what are the names? Uh, Emery and Oglethorpe. Yeah, Emery. I want to make Emery and Oglethorpe uh, VR chat characters. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> oh my god! By the way, <laughs> nice if, going, Emery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you two are looking for Halloween costumes next year, please. Oh yeah, <laughs> I would totally be down to do that. That'd be awesome. Just wear like, a big ass foam fucking thing and just yeah. go around fucking like nice going or you know, whatever. That'd be great. Emery and Oglethorpe. Yeah. Classic. That's great. Yeah. That's fucking great. You know that's apparently those are two schools down there? Oh, are they? Like where wherever Adult Swim is. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's like two colleges that are down there. Isn't that near you, Evan? No, it's in Atlanta. No. It's all in Atlanta. Yeah, right. that makes sense. Yeah. Those in Tennessee, that's all in Atlanta, yeah. It's all the same. James Street, something street. What's it? Turner Street? Mm. Yeah, something mm. like that. William Street? William Street. William Street, that's yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Hey, it's one of our names. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Should we wrap this up? You guys have anything else you want to talk about? Once. Just, you know. Just you know, give give until it hurts. You sexagenarians, know? no, nothing. That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, sexagenarians. Yeah, uh, do the French fry survey, please, everyone. Do it if you haven't already. Um, well, I'm sure, like Evan mentioned earlier, we're gonna post it online. We're gonna far and wide. So hopefully, we'll get some more uh, responses that we can 
discuss. We'll put it up on our CDN. That's right. Memecache.github.info. <laughs> .coinhosers.info. Yes, that's right. <laughs> did I register that? It's our subdomain. Someone did. I think James did. Did I? Oh. Yeah, I think I got that one. I think oh, I got okay. That one. Good. All right. All right, good. As always, we had fun. Thank you all for listening. Uh, if you'd like to get back with us, send us an email, feedback at iopanelpodcast.com. Check out our website, iopanelpodcast.com. On there, you'll find RSS feeds, ways to follow the podcast, ways to support the podcast, all of our social media links. And that'll be it for this week. Talk to you next time. I will always be the one that's right here standing by your side Open up your heart and let me in I promise not to break you I promise